how are you functioning every day in this bullshit and not wanting to flip the table over? Because I want to flip the table over. Any injury at our age seems to linger. Like I kind of sprained my ankle and it was just months of like rehab. And now it's like, I think I'm done. I, I think the injuries we get now, all of them pose the risk of being a permanent thing that you have to deal with <laughs> yeah. for the rest of your life. <laughs> just being an adult fucking sucks sometimes. It's just like this soul sucking cycle that you just repeat over and over and over again. It is a pride-swallowing siege that I will never fully tell you about. Greetings, Dave here to welcome you to Long Walk Short Drink, episode 92, as in 1992, the year that gave us blockbusters like Batman Returns. Yeah, I got the VHS, I also got the novelization. Do you remember novelizations? Used to get them in the grocery store for like five bucks while the movies were still in theaters. So, you know, movies based on books, well, these are books based on the movie, based on the screenplay. A lot of times featuring things that are not in the finished film, got cut out, maybe even didn't get filmed, like... In the first Batman, the, there's like a scene on horseback, reminiscent of the Dark Knight Returns comic book. In the novelization, it's got the novelization, not in, this, not in the movie, never filmed. Anyway, what else? How about Universal Soldier, Jean-Claude Van Damme, and Dolph Lundgren? Yeah, I got the novelization of this too, read it a bunch of times. How about ooh, Bram Stoker's Dracula? Yeah, this is a laser disc. Look at it, fucking opens up. Mm-hmm. It's as big as an album. And on the back, they got these liner notes. Oh, it's beautiful. A lot of nice extra content for this. Some of which has made it onto DVDs and Blu-ray. Some of it not. There was a Criterion edition of this that was even like more deluxe. I have VHS sort of dubs of it. Oh, fucking amazing. Uh, literally a veritable film school in the home video, like Laserdisc release of this. And yeah, got a novelization of this one too. Now, See if you can track this. This is a very faithful adaptation of Bram Stoker's Dracula, adding in some of the sort of legend of the inspiration of like Vlad the Impaler and stuff and making it into like this eternal love story, which kind of harkens back to the uh, universal adaptation. But anyway, most of it's very faithfully based, as many Francis Ford Coppola adaptations are, on the source material. However, this is not the novel by Bram Stoker. This is a novelization of the of Bram Stoker's Dracula by um, Fred Saberhagen and James V. Hart. James V. Hart having written the screenplay. Anyway, great stuff. Great movie. All, all the effects in this movie were uh, stuff that was doable at the time that uh, in, the, in the 20s when Murnau made Nosferatu. This is not the Dracula show. We're going to move on from this. <laughs> How about... The bodyguard. I will always love you, Whitney Houston. And I got the, yeah, I got the fucking novelization of this one too. Robert Tyne. Robert Tyne is the same author of the Universal Soldier one. <laughs> I could get, what else? Oh, yeah. Also, the, the, this, the tape soundtrack. Yeah. I listened to this tons. In fact, the, the score from this, I worked into some of my first, like, um, 
I don't know if you call them action movies that I made on VHS. Hey, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, before the TV show, also written by Joss Whedon, oh, but at the time, fantastic, and uh, featuring Luke Perry as uh, the character of Pike, also a fish, but uh, he was very fun in this movie, and I was obsessed with Christy Swanson in the lead role, very appealing to me at the time, you know, now deeply uh, problematic figure. And, ooh, novelization. What do you what do you say? What do you say? Look at that magic. You can see why it might have appealed to a 13-year-old. Um, still a very fun movie. Yeah, soundtrack, tape soundtrack. Ooh, yeah, again, with the uh, very cool soundtrack, too. I listened to this, to this one a lot. Uh, speaking of problematic figures, how about Lethal Weapon 3? <laughs> I really like this one. The bummer, you know, about, you know, who salute, who salute. Oh, we're not going to get into it. Tape, tape soundtrack of this one too love the music from these films oh fucking even eric clapton is making some questionable choices and statements but how about also singles came out in 1992 cameron crowe's nearly unreleased follow-up to say anything but was saved because of its association with and accompanying soundtrack album featuring all the the folks from the seattle scene from pearl jam all of almost all of whom is in the movie as part of one of the characters, like fictional band, Citizen Dick. But also you got Mud Honey on here. You got um, poof, Mother Love Bone. You got Hendrix. You got, it's all people from Seattle. Um, I love all the music from uh, Paul Westerberg, who's incidentally from the placements. Anyway, huh? Singles. Twin Peaks, Firewalk With Me. Ooh. Now, I have the soundtrack to this as well. And there's a track on this soundtrack, um, a, a song uh, called, what is it called? I got a, a real inclination. Uh, and it's, it's a, it's a, it's, it appears in the movie, but it's this kind of improvisation from the, the guy, Angelo Badalamente, who does all David Lynch's music. And, and there's the, a story in David Lynch's book whereby he re- relates the recording of this, where they had this kind of spoken word vocal I don't know if it was written or improvised, but anyway, Angelo Badalamenti, this kind of like, if you picture, um, I mean, he looks kind of like a Pavarotti type character without the tuxedo and facial hair, but uh, classically trained like this, he goes into the vocal booth and delivers the thing that you can hear on this soundtrack. Look it up online. Again, the song is a real indication of the thought gang. Cracks David Lynch up so much that David Lynch ruptures something, has to go to the hospital. Now, not necessarily a funny film by any stretch of the imagination, but prequel to the series and uh what else can I tell? oh also from twin peaks and gladiator oh uh james marshall here from james from twin peaks uh and so he's in this with cuba gooding jr this boxing movie follow-up to uh cuba gooding jr's like first role after boys in the hood i think and i really like this uh movie at the time it's got, it's got a great soundtrack which i had uh i still like the movie by the way i rewatched it a few years ago when i got this dvd had the soundtrack on tape but i lost it somehow so i got it on itunes great like song by cheap trick i will survive and also in the action front you got rapid fire a movie written for and starring brandon lee uh, for some 20th Century Fox. Great soundtrack on this one, too. Um, though I had to find it online a, a few years ago and kind of put it together myself. Some of the music, though, I use in my Karate in the Garage playlist and I wind down to love it. Watch this again uh, just recently. 
because I guess I was thinking about it from from this, and I fucking love that movie, Powers Booth. Yes, please. Also rewatched Rescue Me, starring Michael Dudikoff, whose movies I was going through again recently. I watched this one on this VHS copy because I think it's on like Tubi and shit like that. But anyway, it's not all that readily available on home video other than this, and I think got tied up in canon going bankrupt, and so it didn't actually come out on home video till a few years later. Anyway, came out initially in 1992. Same year, Stephen Dorff also starred in The Power of One, which I know Palmer likes, and somehow I've never seen. But big year for Stephen Dorff. Got to do a movie with Dudikoff, <laughs> as well as Morgan Freeman. And actually, The Power of One is directed by Rocky and Karate Kid director John Avelson. I got to see that movie, I guess. Um, and it reminds me of putting sound tracks together myself. I, I'm going to do that with this movie. I like, I like the music in this one. Uh, I think this one you, you can find, but anyway, I recommend it. Uh, how about Nemesis? This is a genre movie. That, the, it's probably the second most popular film from cult director Albert Pion. Did a ton of stuff for uh, Canon Cyborg, notably for our purposes. Um, but this stars Olivier Gruner in this kind of futuristic movie that's just better than it has any right to be. It still kind of is what it is, but it's, it's pretty cool. Um, there's some nice special edition DVDs out these days, but I got this... Uh, VHS. Also on VHS, I haven't seen this in ages, but this little Jim Jarmusch movie called Night on Earth. Jim Jarmusch, I think from Akron or Cleveland, one of those two. Um, uh, independent film legend, especially from the sort of late 80s or 80s, 90s. But uh, what's kind of interesting about this movie, it all takes place in taxis across the, the, the globe. And there's all these little vignettes and it's you can see uh, Winona Ryder and one of them here. And uh, I think I watched it because of my interest in her. I was watching all her movies. Uh, music by Tom Waits. Very cool movie. Uh, on the television front, Mad About You premiered. Regular listeners to the show will know I rewatched this series uh, in conjunction with the sort of, not a reboot, but they kind of did, and not a reunion either. They did a new series of like, I don't know, 10 episodes that came out in 20, late 2020, I think. Anyway, I loved this show then. I rewatch it now. I love it all the more. I, I got the soundtrack for this one. Huh? How about that? TV, The Real World. First, ep first season of The Real World, and actually I think the only one to exist on DVD. New York City. Uh, made a huge impression on a 13-year-old uh, me. And, um, and actually there was a sort of reboot or reunion of this as well, as they got the whole cast together uh, in... Well, well, it aired in early 2021 and is really interesting. A lot of they kind of some of the issues from way back then resurfaced, but they were the first people to go through this kind of process and this cultural phenomenon that uh, I don't know if they still make them, but I want to say there was like 20 seasons. And I watched it religiously at, for the first so many of it. I really recommend. I really recommend the reunion uh, as well. I think it's on Paramount Plus. Uh, maybe you can access it through Amazon as well. Um, it was a conflict in the sort of reunion season that led me to uh, finally seek out and, and read uh, White Fragility. And it was kind of, it's a textbook sort of interaction around this. So all of this season took place, you know, in the wake of the sort of racial reckoning that, that started to happen over last summer. And you would think that certain people, I don't know, well, I don't know what you think, but it was disappointing to see how one person in particular handled themselves and then it really is a textbook uh example of this white fragility which uh which i recommend to all white folks looking to kind of understand these things better even if you think you get it especially if you think you get it um 
it's not like you're going to suddenly get it. And I suddenly get it because I read this, but there's just a lot. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's helpful. Uh, oh, lastly for television. Oh, I skipped music. Well, this is kind of music related as well as, as TV. So the Heights, I maybe you've heard the song, How Do You Talk to an Angel, came from this show. The pilot episode of this show got me super jazzed about it. Um, I made, here's the cassette single for How Do You Talk to an Angel. I have, you know, the CDs and stuff, but actually I just thought that'd be fun. But anyway, the, so I used to, this is a thing I used to do. I used to make covers for these uh, things I would tape off television. So it's like contact papered. And you can see it, you know, in the video version here, I, uh, I cut this up from like TV guide listings to create all the, the spine and the sort of character profiles here. I've even got tucked in some of the also contact papered, um, black and white TV guide ads. I even went so far in this case, I don't know what I taped over, but I taped over some sort of shorter program and kind of recreated the FBI warning and the Fox logo because it was a Fox television show, but this was like a Warner Brothers home video template. Anyway, I used to do a bunch of this type of stuff, and if I feel brave enough, I'll include this VHS uh, home video clip that I found recently of, uh, of me kind of touring my room, but also showing all of the covers I'd made at the time. And I think I was just starting to, I'll get to it in a second, I was just starting to kind of make movies on VHS at that time, beyond just like being a kid and having my parents point the camera at me as I reenacted like La Bamba or Universal Monster films. But I think at that time I thought I might be like a graphic designer. I had an interest in that kind of stuff. So I would make these uh, tape covers. Anyway, stuff I was really enjoying at the time. We'll wrap it up with music. Eric Clapton Unplugged came out that year, fucking swept the Grammys and sort of reinvented him for a new era. And uh, I, you know, well, Clapton's saying things as well. Uh, my favorite Leonard Cohen album, The Future, came out that year. Now, I wasn't hip to it in 1992, but I came to realize later that that's when that came out. And so it's got stuff like The Future, Waiting for the Miracle, Closing Time, Anthem, Democracy, for nine songs. Leonard Cohen makes... He's a legendary songwriter. doesn't make the greatest albums. But this one, in my opinion... Yes, please. Uh... And, ooh, Nine Inch Nails Broken was released in 1992. God, just a big fuck you of a record, but really great. And actually, technically an EP, but uh, sort of important in their catalog as an LP. So, stuff I made in 1992. I made a little thing. So, we got the, the tape here that exists of a series called Illusions. It's my first collaborations with our good buddy, Kevin Kid Jacko. And it started as just like this little camera trick of click your fingers and the camera stays placed and so the person dis disappears. But we ended up making eight sort of part series that all fit in that tape over the summer and really caught the bug of making making movies. Made this sort of series of short films called Jump with my siblings, um, largely involving jumping around in these kind of homemade tents and stuff like that. Um, even my first attempt attempt at a documentary at least i called it as a documentary in the nearly four minute opening credit sequence that incidentally featured the soundtrack tape to universal soldier that i lost uh very dramatic music and and it like um was sort of this like this type of i made uh, cut out letters from entertainment weekly i was subscribed to and made like you'd see like serial killer ransom notes <laughs> 
I made graphics. I don't know. Maybe I've, I think maybe I'll have to just include it over what I'm talking about here so that you can see it on the video version. There's a character um, a screen for each of the nine people <laughs> in the family vacation to come. I think it was started and filmed this like opening the day we were going to leave. My dad couldn't be... Uh, I was getting like live action shots of my, my siblings and my mom, but my dad couldn't be there. So I just picture he's still at work <laughs> so it's a picture of him as this dramatic music unfolded and incidentally you when you see me in this strap shirt as palmer likes to say trying to look tough at 13 um i must have had my brother moto hold the camera or maybe my mom as i'm watching the real world <laughs> on my little black and white tv which is what the whole thing is reframed on but uh anyway my so this is a you know as we go through the 90s here and I give you a little rundown of uh, stuff I was into at the time. And maybe you re recall as well. I'm going to give you a little taste of what I was also starting to make. So more nonsense. And and because I love you guys, I'm going to put uh, pass the, the, the private Vimeo links and passwords to... Uh, how about illusions and jump? Like, you know, I'm going to do the family vacation because that's essentially just home movies. And I'm not going to... I inflict a lot on you, or I offer a lot to you, but I'm not going to suggest you essentially watch my home movies. <laughs> my, my just like family home movies. Um, but anyway, of course, we're not talking about any of that stuff, just like we're not talking about the Delta variant or voter suppression laws or the new Be Anti-Racist with Ibram X. Kendi podcast or any number of pressing uh, grown-up issues. Though in this episode, Palmer and I do talk a lot about our current struggles with reckoning with the daily deluge of frustrations that come along with the freedoms of adulthood. The the, uh, the format for this episode is actually two of our sort of happy hour hangouts that Palmer and I have been doing. And the first part is it was, we were so unguarded in uh, our conversation that you'll hear a lot of beeping out of things. Uh, I never even ended up recording the hitting start on the video recording. So for those of you watching on YouTube, there's no video for that portion. We both got on in a foul mood and talked through our challenges as best we could commiserate, contextualize, and reframe our dilemmas before I had to rush out to catch a quiet place too with the bride. And then in the second part, I come on still frustrated by my work situation, but we quickly pivot and tag up on a few of the movies we've been talking about recently that Palmer's seen, but I hadn't. Yeah, Army of the Dead, Return of the Living Dead, uh, while well, now I'd seen A Quiet Place too. And then he really piques my interest for Howard the Duck, which comes up in a side conversation about the uh, two-screen movie theater that Palmer and I grew up going to that recently closed in Wadsworth, Ohio, called Great Oaks, where Palmer had his first date. We're going to get into all of that and more, but first I want to tell you about the latest creative offerings from the LWSD slash Dreamin' Out Loud Records crew. First, the Long Walk Short Drink podcast mix album soundtrack is available for your free listening and downloading pleasure. Originally compiled in 2017 and published on Mixcloud, you can download the whole 27-track mix plus a six-page PDF detailing the context of the songs in relation to the podcast, as well as related episode links by clicking the soundtrack button at lwsdpod.com or clicking the link in the episode details wherever you're listening. The free download bundles include nine bonus tracks, our segment intros for non-smoking stats, Dave Diggs, Palmer's Pleasure, King Corner, Learning from the Internet, Twinkie's Take, Palmer's Pick, Shit the Bride Says, and even the Dead Zone Book Club. That one goes back. And an, another Long Walk Short Drink related offering, there's now a button at lwsdpod.com that you can click to buy a shirt like the one I'm wearing. Uh, see there on the video? 
This is the default classic t-shirt option, but you can also choose the ringer t-shirt, the heavyweight t-shirt, the v-neck t-shirt, though I don't recommend it for this design. Uh, I just ordered the extra soft tri-blend version because there's some blemish on here. I don't know if you can see a little, it looks like a some sort of accent above the O, like a French accent like cafe. So it's now a long walk short drink. So I ordered a new one of those to try for myself. You can also get kids versions, onesies for infants, <laughs> hoodies. Uh, I think I'm going to try for a baseball style next. Um, you can see if you're watching the YouTube uh, version of this, you can see the designs. I'll, I'll sort of superimpose them here. Now, we don't really make money from this at all, full transparency. It's just for fun. In fact, this is the first I've really told anyone about it since going live with the, the product, I guess I say in quotes, well over a year ago. And I think I'm the only one who's bought, my, almost the only one who's bought them. And then the, that money comes back to me, funnily enough, for registering the product at essentially like a 17% discount, which currently that public the interface is offering a 23% discount. So what I'm getting at is this is something they do often. Um, and the prices are maybe higher than we would set them if this were like our fish, you know, merchandise that we were ordering in bulk and then selling to a large listenership. But uh, we don't have a large listenership, but we're grateful for those who do <laughs> listen and that that would be you. So anyway, so what I'm saying is like, if there's not a sale going on, when you click the order t-shirt button at longwalk or sorry, at lwsdpod.com, check back until there is. And, uh, oh, and if you do get one, if you do get one of the shirts, I know some folks out there must have it because some have sold, send us a selfie to either at lwsdpod on Twitter or email lwsdpod at gmail.com. All right, two more quick plugs and then I'll roll the conversation. So thing one. Cabin Kid Crams has created a 10th anniversary of a 2011 EP, Impossible Skies. And though you probably don't know these songs, I think the titles are actually pretty evocative and might give you a bit of an idea of what to expect. So uh, one through five, there's five main tracks, Cellar Door, American Dream, Last Call, Losing Time and Space, and Alone. And I bet you wouldn't guess that there's a somber saxophone solo in one of those as well. For the 10th anniversary edition, which you can get for free at dreamingoutloudrecords.com or pay what you like price from Krams himself at possiblebird.bandcamp.com, our pal remixed the songs and included three bonus tracks, and I recommend you give it a listen. And thing number two, while you're at dreamingoutloudrecords.com, I'll remind you to check out my brother Moto's latest EP under his one-man band moniker, The Fascist Puppeteer. The EP is called Red Eye Highway Session and features drums and some bass from Zach Kelly. Zach and his brother Cody and even their dad Bud for a while were in Moto's band Circle of Willis in the early 2000s. Excellent band and I highly recommend you check out their rock and self-titled record also on the Dreaming Out Loud site. Anyhow, I know I mentioned the Red Eye Highway session to you last time, but since then, Moto asked me if I caught the several Shawshank Redemption references in the lyrics to the lead track Always Above. I had not, and perhaps have still yet to uncover all of them. So while I encourage you to download that EP in its entirety, or you can stream this one actually, wherever you listen to music, Spotify, etc. Uh, I'm also going to play Always Above at the very end of the show as the Dreaming Out Loud archive segment. Um, I'll put those links in the episode description as well. So scroll down on whatever app you're listening to me on and check them out. And while you're poking around in the app, maybe leave us a review. Hit the share button, spread the word. Or not. I'm, you know, 
I'm just glad you're here and grateful that uh, you listen to this r- long and rambling intro. But enough for me. Let's get to the long walking. Oh! <laughs> How's it going, dude? Oh, man, I'm all right. <laughs> fuck it. I swear to fucking God, I shouldn't have got out of bed this morning, man. <laughs> I feel that way, but like for no good reason, which is annoying. <laughs> I mean, not uh, you know, a lot of little reasons. No, no big one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know. I definitely should not be as upset about a wrong pizza as I am, but I'm fucking just so livid. The last 24 hours have not been pleasant for me and uh, haven't eaten since Monday. I was like, Ash is like, uh, Ash is going to the vet right now with Murphy. And I was like, I'm going to order something because I can't wait that long to eat. And she's like, I was going to see if you wanted eggs. I was like, I'm going to order something. Because <laughs> uh, we've been I, we've been fighting for like the last twenty four hours and oh sorry that's um that's, a- that's all right it's just my stupid bullshit like just uh work sucks and I'm just tired of that roller coaster and we I have a new like. I have like seven bosses, like seven people that could just pretty much tell me what to do at any point in time. Holy shit. Can and they contradict like, each other? All the time. Oh. All the fucking time. Like, uh, so uh, this new one, though, is a like super intimidating and kind of an asshole and cannot get a, he's super dry. I can't get a read on him at all. And, uh, yesterday he like laughed in my face about something that I like was trying to do. Whoa. And then like laughed in my face about it. And I'm like, you're laughing, but like you just said this thing that I'm working on is important. Then I tell you an update about it, that I'm not hearing any feedback about something. And you laugh in my face about that. Like, what, what does that mean? And, uh, he's just like, well, you know, it's just so stupid. And then like, pretty much told me that I have to compromise my integrity to keep this, like this thing that I'm working on. And it's just a fucking spreadsheet that is due every two weeks. And that literally is the only thing anybody cares that I work on. Like there's nothing else for me to do. And it's like, and it does not take two weeks to fill out the spreadsheet every time. Right. Yeah. Uh, really it's just really frustrating and like i came to the realization this morning that like no none of those leaders care how i progress in my role or like if i move like gain any new skills or anything like that because i just take care of this thing that nobody else wants to do and so oh. <laughs> sucks big time uh so then i came home and i tried to like I knew it would blow up into a fight. Shit, I didn't want to do all this. That's right. I knew it would. Are, I knew it would blow up into a were you fight. Going in, oh, so you've been going into the office. Yeah. So uh, on Tuesdays, on Tuesdays, the one team I work with decided to start going into the office on Tuesdays because, like, three quarters of the team got hired during COVID, like during telework, and oh. had not ever seen each other face to face okay you got a beer you want to crack a yes beer? let's yes i was just All starting right. a i'm starting an hour timer for so we can get to our 
Oh movie. yeah, because um, you have to get to your movie, and it, we won't do this for the entire hour. Because let's see if we can turn these moods around before you go to that movie. Because it is, I know you don't like to get anything up front because you don't want to be. Uh, but no, but you liked it, right? But, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I did. I, I I believe it is. In my opinion, it was just as good as the first one. Yeah, I'm excited for so, that. One, um, I I, I unload, not unload a bit like. It's got quite a radar for my mood and uh, she's seen it twice today. And it's always so disappointing to me if I let it through because I, I do a great job. No, that's not true, but I do a much better job at managing it for anyone else. Yeah. <laughs> and my just, yeah, I, yeah. I have no defenses and anyway, so I, I am the same exact <laughs> way. And it's like in a sick twisted way, it's because I trust her completely. Yeah. So I know I, I can show myself like, yeah exactly who i am and i know that's twisted and that's not and it's misguided and it's no excuse to talk the way i talk or to like get upset the way i get upset and uh that frustrates me even more right yeah i relate <laughs> uh so uh i i tried to dodge it yesterday because i like the compromise of my integrity, like, and in, in I'm probably being overdramatic about it, but that really bothered me a lot. And uh, I knew it would have, it, it's a fight that we've had m multiple times. I hate my job. Then quit your job. I can't quit my job because of these things. See, you just are making excuses. If you really wanted to do something, you would do something about it. You know, like, that's like, it's yeah. like this whole, like, I can rehash the whole argument, right? Yeah. You know? it's... And it's like. Uh, cause that's how many times we've had it. Oh, and so, uh, so I was, I, I just like came home and I started to go up the stairs and I was like, I'm going to go up and lay down in bed. And like, it was like four or it was like five in the afternoon mm -hmm. in the evening. Right. And she's like, will you please just tell me what happened? And I was like, what Matt, what does it matter? I'll still have to work that fucking job in the morning. Mm. Right. And so like, I went upstairs, I laid down and I just kind of stuck to myself like all evening. And then she comes up to go to bed and I had like, again, like went off the deep and I was like, I am going to start smoking again. I'm going to order pizzas regularly because I'm sick of having to sell my soul to this place and then not getting any of the things that like satisfy me mm -hmm. because the job doesn't satisfy me. And I like, I'm starving. <laughs> haven't eaten since, you know, since yeah. Monday and I can't have a pizza and I still didn't get my fucking pizza. Right. <laughs> <God damn fuckers. laughs> like, like, uh, and I was like, so I'm just going to like, fuck it. I don't care. I'm just going to start smoking cigarettes again. And worst case scenario, if I die of a fucking heart attack in five years, you'll just get my insurance money. And then that'll <laughs> all be like, that'll be all taken care of too. But at least I'll get to eat whatever I want between now and then. And I'll get to smoke cigarettes. And I'll get to do all this shit. And that just blew up into this big, gigantic fucking fight. Mm. <laughs> that, we, we did all this, said all the things that I already said we would normally say. Yeah. That fight. Oh. And, and she's like, hey, you're doing this at 930 when I'm getting ready to go to bed. I have a in the morning. And I'm just like. You fucking, you, like, I'm sorry it's inconvenient for you when I choose to, like, I've been processing that the whole time. I wasn't ready to talk about it at 5 o'clock when you wanted to talk about it then. I'm ready to talk about it now, but I'm sorry that's inconvenient. You know, right. just, like, all this yeah. shit. Like, yeah. oh, oh, does any of this sound familiar? Like, 
Oh, yeah, good. I mean, I've unfortunately I've you know heard you mention it before, but I also there are elements of it that I un- relate to in a chronic way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so there was all that, and then uh, so I'm just I already sold my soul. Fuck it, I'll just keep selling it, I guess. And uh, she was like, "Just quit your job." I was like, "Okay." And then do what? What do I do? She's like, "She's like fix pinball machines," and I was like, "Okay." And then. You know, I've irreparably damaged pinball machines before, uh, my own personal pinball mm. machines. What happens when I do that for a customer's? Mm. Like, what what happens if if I do that then, and then we don't have the the money to like replace that pinball machine? See, you're just making up excuses. You'll find excuses all day long, and it's just like, ah, that's not an excuse. That's a that's a logical apprehension to just doing something like mm-hmm. that, right? So, I don't know. It's fucking outrageous so and then the guy at the pizza place so the driver was really cool i was like you got to come pick these pizzas back up they're ice cold you told me you were waiting on fresh ones to come out and these are ice cold man and there's no way these just came out of the oven that's why you were late mm-hmm. and he's like i know oh and i was like so just come pick them back up and i want a refund he's like i'll take care of you so I called the store itself and the manager gets on the phone. And I was like, I'm not going to re I said something and somebody hands the phone over and I heard him go, he wants a refund. And the guy picks up the phone and I was just like, he's like, what's the problem? And I was like, I'm not going to repeat myself again. Is this somebody capable of giving me a refund? <laughs> and he's like, I'm the manager on duty right now. I was like, okay, so here's the situation. He's like, well, if you look at the fine print on the back of the box, it says we don't have to give you a refund. I can give you store credit though. And I just laid into this guy. So then I called the driver back and I'm like, the manager said he's not giving me a refund. I better get a fucking refund. <laughs> he's like, I'll take care of it. I'm really sorry. That guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Like, I was like, I order from this place all the time, all the time. And I always tip well. He's like, I know you do, sir. I saw your history before I went. That's why I called you. I said, he's like, I will take care of it. He just texted me a photo of the receipt, like the refund receipt. Uh. He's like, you're getting re. I'm like, I wish I could give that guy, I would give that guy all of the money and not take a pizza. Just like, for yeah. him, just being kind, that you know, nice. well, oh. I'm being an asshole. Like, and I even texted him. I'm like, I am so sorry. I, I got upset. I haven't eaten since Monday. This was supposed to be my reward. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh. I ordered it at like three 30 with every intention of it being like, normally it comes like that, like 15 minutes. It's here. Yeah. Cause we're two blocks away from the place. And uh, it was so late, but I had every intention of just already being done eating and like being happy, having a belly full of pizza (laughs) and like, oh shit. So I love that bit at the driver. That's, that's the, something of a silver lining. It's nice to hear (laughs) like that he would text you that and then you get the chance to say you're, you know, kind of share a little back and forth. That's not unpleasant as opposed to the other shit with the manager and all that. Plus the hassle of it all. And the, the, the everything said, you haven't eaten since Monday, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. So I'm still ordering a fuck. I'll order it from Janino's then. I'll, I'm still getting the fucking pizza. <laughs> I, don't, I don't fucking care. I'll eat the chicken and sweet potatoes that Ash is going to cook, and I'm still ordering a pizza. <laughs> 
That is fucking happening. <laughs> I'm fucking like it's one of those things I've been telling myself since Monday. Like you're gonna get a pizza on Tuesday, or yeah. Wednesday. That's right. gonna happen, man. Yeah. I sat. I went to a team lunch yesterday, and all these fucking people got these awesome fucking thick burgers that just oh. look delicious. And I'm sitting at the table like because I try to be really like this is not weird mm-hmm. that I'm not eating. Like I'm not weirded out that you're that I'm not eating. And you are, you shouldn't be weirded out. I still want to be a part of the team. I'll still go to team lunches. So I get, when that normally happens, I get seltzer water, like from the soda fountain, you know? Yeah. And then uh, just so it's got bubbles and I still tip, they never charge me for it. I still tip and everything because they still have to go get the refills and all that shit. But it's like, I'm sitting there drinking that water and these burgers look fucking amazing. And everybody's eating one. Oh my God. I'm just like, these look so fucking good. I'm just going to sit my water. I'm going to be strong. And then we got in that fight and I'm like, okay, just stay up till midnight and order a pizza and just order. And that's what I should have done. I should have done that because the night crew knows me. I always order late uh-huh. and they're like, <laughs> and they take it like, that's why I get my pizzas in like 15 minutes. Cause they're like, Oh, you know like and so (laughs) man and i didn't i I was even awake at after 12 because i couldn't sleep right yeah and i'm just like you should just order it no just go to bed don't make a right (laughs) (laughs) oh sure yeah no that makes sense too yeah so uh (sighs) anyway yeah that's that's a whole lot of i shouldn't be this upset it's the it's the hungry thing that makes me more oh gosh yeah like the and normally i'm pretty good with it but um we ate pretty much all weekend from like thursday all the way through monday actually and uh didn't take any fasting days and so like that first fast back it's always hard um which would would be this one that i'm about to break with this beer Oh yes, yeah, I'm I'm ready. Let's do it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> On three. And oh, wait, wait, three. Ooh. Awesome. Got a surly there? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, nice. I managed to uh when did I get this? Cause yeah, she babysat one overnight or something over the weekend and so I did another I had another opportunity to do like all that bad behavior that I was talking about when we yeah. spoke with Ash and uh I think I did better to where I didn't do it two nights in a row, so that was good. But, um, yeah. Anyway, so I got a. So usually I'm careful what what I get, so that's not even in the house to have around, just beyond even that first night or whatever it is. But I got a four pack, which are four pints, and I managed to just like stick the two in the back of the fridge, and I forgot about them, kinda, or I don't see them like a billion times. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, they're still there and. I only brought down one. <laughs> Good deal, man. Yeah. So then you get one for after the movie. Yeah. Uh, actually, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> oh, uh, dude. So is this your first time into the theater since? To see a proper uh, movie, we did a thing where we rented out the theater to kind of oh, get okay. together with her cousin and, and the, the, their kids. Um, so the first time we rented, a, and it's the theater we're going to today. It's the theater we most often go to um we rented it i don't remember the month it was like early 2021 i think so we rented it out and we watched force awakens and uh and that was fun 
and then again, we it's a newer movie, but like an animated one. I'm going to say Raya. Is that possible? Raya, oh, yeah, The yeah, Last yeah. Dragon. The Last Dragon, yeah. yeah. That sounds right. And uh, and that was nice. And it, it was great to, uh, yeah, to be in there, to be in the movie theater and stuff like that. But this will be the first time we're actually going to see... Um, well, I guess I'd never seen Raya, but it was, you know, it's weird to have the whole movie theater to yourself. It was great, but yeah, diff- part of know. the experience is having the audience, like, yeah. the, like the other audience members there. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so granted, like, we were those, like the kids would just run around and the one uh, little girl, she's, I guess she's five now. I'm bad with kids ages, but she hates where she never wears a shirt. So <laughs> she's this like little dervish with no shirt, just going ah! <laughs> <laughs> running everywhere. <laughs> So that's, oh, that's, awesome. that's fun. You know, you don't get that yeah. going on, <laughs> but, uh, but it's been, I've been out and about a bit more and it, it's starting to like, I'll catch myself and be like, Oh, none of us are wearing masks. Nothing is weird. And yeah, it's like, yeah. then that feels weird for a second, but also like really good. And yeah, so I don't know. I went to, I had to go to the nephrologist today and I've had a couple of like health, appointment type where you go and you always have to wear a mask still in health buildings that seems a little odd actually but uh but yeah so i'm looking forward to it uh i know we haven't talked about anything pleasant but i do already kind of feel better just to i don't know what yeah 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 um i had a health appointment last monday i think like a week ago monday Mm -hmm. and uh I was not, I did officially hit a hundred pounds down. Oh, wow. Over like the Saturday before that, um, I was down to 386, but it was like coming off of a fast. So mm-hmm. I knew I was going to like bounce back up after I ate. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was like 390 something, 392 for my doctor's appointment, which was awesome because uh, like it's my chart. Did they do my chart? I out have there? something like that. Yeah. 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 Might even be called so, like. Uh, so my, my chart tracks my weight. I have weight all the way back to like 2012 that they've recorded, um, which I am, I weigh less than that weight all the way back to 2012, which is awesome. Yeah. Uh, so, um, that was pretty cool. And then I, uh, I, do you see this on my elbow? Sure. It doesn't look that bad now. It doesn't look great. (laughs) Yeah. That thing right there. Yeah. And then I, I picked most of the scabs. I'm a picker. But there's one on that elbow too. Oh, so there's this. Uh, this is a quick, quick story. Just ha- since we're on the health kick, right? Yeah. I'm... Uh, my in my office there is a fitness plan that gets sent out every week, and it's pretty intense. And it's for like, uh, it's it's for certain members of my office mm-hmm. to like go and do uh, this this fitness plan and every week, and then they meet up on Fridays. And do it together, hmm. right? And it's pretty intense. It's a pretty intense workout. Um, and so, I as we have started to go back into the office, which we uh, we actually went bar hopping for the first time since the pandemic oh, on wow. Saturday. Like Ohio is totally like doesn't give a shit. So as soon as the CDC said uh, people who are vaccinated don't have to mask. Mm -hmm. Ohio was like, they changed it. So everything says masking strongly encouraged for those not fully vaccinated. Yeah. So yeah. Same here actually. 
Okay, <clears throat> which means nobody wears a mask because they're never going to ask to see if your vaccination card or anything like that, right? Yeah. So like instantly, nobody was wearing masks. Ash and I are like we are of the mindset like that's what the vaccine's supposed to do. Is even if we do get COVID, it's not supposed to be that intense. So fuck it. Like we'll just yeah less likely once the, to get it and or have it than to spread to even the people that are yeah not yep. vaccinated. Sons of bitches. So, Yep, exactly. <laughs> and so um, so as we were coming back into the office on those Tuesdays, I happened to say to this guy, hey, have you ever thought of doing like a scaled down fitness plan for the week for people who are just beginning? Oh, right? yeah. And uh, just or might need to get back on the wagon. He's like, you know, some of the older guys who work out with us have complained that I'm a little too intense because he's like 22 <laughs> years old. Oh, right? Like, he's like young, right? <laughs> And uh, he's probably not that young. He's probably a little older, but he's young. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's like, they, you know, some of the older guys kind of complain at how hard I work them. So I have been thinking about that actually. And uh, I was like, great. So then like the, there was like a little bit of a pause and he comes like, then he's like, all of a sudden it's a Tuesday and he's like, Hey, tomorrow, you're going to be there tomorrow to work out. We're going to do that. And I was like, I mean, it was my idea and he put it into motion, right? So it's not like I can be like, well, I'm not going to. No, I mean, I'm not going to do it. Like, I'm fasting. I don't have to exercise, right? right? And so uh, I was like, yep, I'm going to be there. And so he's like, okay, 7 a.m. at the half mile track. And I said, all right. And so I show up at like 20 to 7. I'm in my like athletic shorts and shoes and everything. Oh, and he said, it's going to be, it's not going to be that bad. We're just going to walk a mile. We're going to walk it fast, but I just want to kind of see where we're at and just walk a mile and see how, how we do. And I was like, okay, that sounds good. And so it's like six, 20 to seven. There's all these young guys and girls just like out there, just being completely physical, physically fit. Right. <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, just totally ripping up this track i'm like mother already like, like they're already oh, out there oh yeah oh. oh yeah yeah like just ripping it up <laughs> no. there's like this little fitness thing that they put up it looks like a jungle gym but it's all to like support you for doing like um natural weight exercises like push-ups and pull-ups and all that kind of stuff you know mm -hmm. where you use your own body weight as the resistance and uh I'm just like, don't fucking show up, man. Please don't show up. Please don't show up. Because I knew it was, like there was only me and one other guy who was interested in this tapered down thing. So oh, okay. it was only going to be supposed to be three of us anyways. And I was like, just don't show up. And all of a sudden, I'm like, I hear, hey, morning, Palmer. You know, and I'm just like, oh, shit. And I turn <laughs> around and it's this young kid. And then he's like, I think it's just you and I today. And I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, and, man. Uh, yeah, like a personal so, trainer all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. And, and like we're looking out at this field of all these young guys and girls working, young men and women, I should <laughs> say, working. And he's like, well, he's like, I was like, so we're just going to do a mile today, right? He's like, yeah. He's like, but we're going to do three circuits of... 10 push-ups, 15 squats, 10 sets of four reverse lunges, a 30-second plank, and then 10 sets of four flutter kicks. And we'll do that circuit three times. And mm -hmm. I just like, I was like, ah, that's hilarious. <laughs> so, so what's the target time for this mile that we're going to walk? He's like, well, we're not doing that after until after the calisthenics. And oh. I'm like, fuck. 
So the like those on my <sighs> elbows, long walk for a short drink. That's from planking. Like oh, I like shit. Yeah. What do they have you do it on gravel? <laughs> no. So you know that like spongy, um, uh, playground material that like it's like chewed up and then semi melted oh, together yes. beads of rubbers and tire. Yeah. Right. So. That's what this thing that that calisthenics thing that the natural resistance yeah. area that I said that's what the ground of it was made out of and he's like well let's just go over here and it'll be nice and soft and it was when you were standing on it nice and soft yeah but if you actually go to one of those playgrounds and rub your hand on it it's like sandpaper and so like so just from like my weight resting on that and my knees got all chewed up because he's like I don't see any problem with doing modified push-ups if you can't do regular push-ups right now. He's like, because the modified ones still will work out your upper body mm -hmm. and still like get the muscle memory for doing a push-up. Yeah. And so my knees got chewed up from doing those, and then my elbows got chewed up from doing planks. But I I was able to do a not the like the exact perfect form exercises, but I did all three of those circuits in some fashion. Like nice. My the only one I couldn't finish was my last plank. I made it to like 22 seconds and I couldn't do the 30 second, like the full 30 seconds. Your elbows are probably bleeding at that point. <laughs> oh, yeah, they were like raw. Like, Jesus. I was just like, holy shit, this is raw. Uh, they weren't, but I came home and I like I rubbed my head and Ash was like, oh, your elbow. And like it looked like brush burn at that point in time, like huh. not like and it just from me not touching it, it got like really thick scabs on it. And then I got antsy and picked them. So. But yeah, that uh, still working at it. Did you? Has it just been the one time so far? Was that was that just what yesterday or like a week ago? Uh, yeah, a week ago Wednesday. So then I went in this Tuesday, and I had a whole speech prepared where I was like, "We're just gonna work on flexibility." Like, cause I, <laughs> yeah. uh, dude, I could not. It that was on Wednesday. I couldn't properly sit on the toilet. And by that, I mean like not fall onto the toilet until Sunday, just because oh, like everything was sore. Yeah. You know what I mean, yeah. like, and uh, yeah. So I, I talked to him and I was like, Hey man, I, I think we got to take even one more step back. I like, I, I need to really work on flexibility, I think. And uh, he's like, great, we'll do yoga. And so I guess we'll, we'll do that and go in on Wednesdays and, and do some yoga with this guy and keep marching along, I guess, you know, things are doing what they're supposed to. Looks like, whew, Jesus Christ, $134 at the vet. Ash is at the vet with Murphy right now. Is, is, uh, is he having like issues or is it just maintenance type stuff? Uh, well, probably $50 of that is just the, like the heartworm and flea mm, medicine. Yeah. So, cause we got a couple of those pills. So that's probably 50 bucks. We had to get his anal glands expressed, so that was probably <laughs> another ten or fifteen dollars. Uh, oh, that's another awful story. <laughs> uh, I'll tell. But and then the, just the initial visit. So there, because uh, we switched vets. Because I our our last vet, I'm pretty sure was just ripping us off. Like, oh no, I don't know if your vets are doing this because of COVID, but they won't let you go in with the animals. Like you, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like you have to sit in the car and then a tech comes out and gets them. Yeah. And I think our vet was letting the tech do everything. Cause then she would come out oh. and be like, so what's going on again? And what, it, like, like she had just seen the dog for the first time at the car with us. Like I got that impression multiple times. Oh, And, uh, 
I don't think that we, she was even looking at our dogs. And then like they, we wanted to get Mia's pills for that. And they, in December, they were like, well, she's on, right on the cusp. Because they can charge more if they get into the next weight category because that pill costs more, you know? Oh, okay. And so they're like, oh, she's right on the cusp. She probably still has some more growing to do. So you have to come back for a tech visit next month because we'll only sell you one pill at a time. So you have to come back for a tech visit so that we can weigh her to see if she goes over. They And they charge $15 for that tech visit plus the cost of the pill just to weigh her to see if she's at 40 pounds, you know? And... Three months in a row, well, two months in a row, she was 38 pounds. On the third month, she was 37. And they still said, no, she has to come back next month to get weighed again. We'll only sell you one pill. And I'm just like, we're finding a new vet. This is yeah. bullshit. Like, I'm, uh. like, we paid $45 just to get our dog weighed over the last three months. You yeah. know? Like, <laughs> ridiculous. Oh, what is so, Yeah, that's weird. How's the uh, new one? Or is this the first time with the new one? Well, Mia has already been there. They've seen pretty good so far. Prices are... I mean, that shit's so expensive regardless. Even when people like you look up and they're like, oh, the prices are pretty reasonable. And then you go there and you're still like, holy shit. Mm -hmm. But it's like, you know, compared to like human medical stuff, I guess it's still reasonable. Uh, but it's busy as hell. So it's like long wait all like the whole like at, at his appointment was five o'clock and it looks like they're just now done. So it's so quarter, quarter six. Mm. So. But uh, yesterday, we've been taking the dogs to daycare, right? Oh, yeah. And yesterday was a dry run because our plan is to go into the office on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And so we'll leave the dogs at daycare all day long. And then Ash drops me off at my building. And then she drives to her building. And then at the end of the day, we reverse all that, right? So mm. she comes, picks me up, and then we pick up the dogs. Yeah. And I was like, I would really like, because we're anticipating like one of these very soon days, we're going to get a, hey, everybody's back in the office tomorrow. Like, like we're oh. not without one, you know what I mean? Like, even though this whole time they've been saying teleworks, like here to stay, it's not going anywhere. Uh, both of our respective offices really don't like telework because they like to keep their thumb on people, you know? Mm. And so... <laughs> And our upper, upper, upper leadership is saying like, well, it's up to your office on what you want to do for telework instead of like making just a blanket policy across the whole thing, you yeah. know, which is bullshit. Similar here. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, just nobody wants to be the bad guy. That's the like, like so it, I just feel like leadership is this constant passing the buck. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. and just, uh, <laughs> I said that recently, too. And I'm just kind of like, I'll be the like I will buck can like there are some days I'm like buck can fucking stop here I'm ready like to, yes. I will tell anyone I'll tell the goddamn I'll tell the fucking president like you, yes you goddamn cowards yep yep <laughs> nobody wants to be the bad guy but everybody's an asshole I don't understand yeah. that like if you're gonna be an asshole funny. yeah if you're gonna be an asshole own it man be a bad guy all the way through yeah. you know be like, useful oh. asshole at least <laughs> exactly so uh so i told ash i was like i'd really like to do a couple dry runs of this just to make sure we have the timing down before we have to start reporting to the office because my whole thing is like i sold my soul to this place they get the best part of my day 
they're not getting a minute more than they than they deserve because of that. Like it's just that's just the way it is. Yeah. So I want to make sure we are leaving at a time that we can we're not giving anything extra to this place. And uh, she's like, nope, that's fine. We can do that. So we get to we're everything went fine. I'm sour because I had a shitty end of my day because that's when that shit happened. Yeah. But we get to the dog place. She goes in to get the dogs. She comes out with the dogs. She puts me in the car. Murphy jumps in the car. And I'm sitting there just looking at behind the wheel, just like looking forward. And I hear the back door close. And then I hear Murphy go, ah! and she had shut his tail in the door. Oh, no. Which is awful on its own, but we knew his anal glands. Have you had a dog yet that you oh, had to deal with that? Oh, yeah. No, I'm all too familiar. It's fucking okay. horrible smell. Awful, right? <laughs> yeah. it's, like, it's like rotten, oily fish. That's what it smells That's like. That's pretty and, good, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, it, I mean, I never thought a smell could have an oily texture to it, but it does have a very oily texture to the yeah. smell. Oh, it's horrible. <laughs> and uh, that shock of that caused him to clench up yeah and they exploded in our back seat like in oh, the back seat of the car oh. <laughs> like all down the door oh. Luck luckily we had like a car cup we have a back seat car cover yeah for yeah the dog so it, most of it was on that but it was definitely some of it on the car oh and i'm God. just like she got him she felt awful i felt awful for both of them but the car was fucking, I mean, we might as well have ran over eight skunks on the way home. I think it would have smelled better, right? Oh, like, uh, and then it just baking in the sun all day. To day. <laughs> like I went out at oh. one point cause I just wanted to see what it would be like. And I like opened the back. I, I literally did this. I pulled open the back door and went, Oh, and shut it. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Oh no. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, well, maybe you know, maybe they'll say, Oh, his anal glands weren't that bad tomorrow at the vet. <laughs> yeah, maybe not need to happen anymore. Or yeah. Oh something. man. Well, I we we this is like the fourth or fifth time we've had to have him expelled. Like and we we asked the our last vet, we were like, Do some dogs just need this regularly? And they were like, Yep. And I was like, uh and like you can smell it when it's ready to happen. Like he's just not happy and there is a definite smell of it like coming off of him you know oh man poor guy he's gonna have butt problems his whole life me he's got pee problems he's got butt problems we're <laughs> yeah <laughs> i got both of those things yeah <laughs> or i've had it like both of those things oh that yeah. sucks so. yeah i just came from the nephrologist so that's like about the kidney stuff and um you know, I had this other kidney stone this year, like a few months ago, which is really disappointing because after the, after the first one, like you make these changes, uh, dietary and go on a little medication and stuff like that. And, uh, and even at the time when that happened, I was frustrated. I'm like, you know, I've, it was after it was kind of early, but still all of my sort of health changes have been a very gradual thing. Like when you were sure. talking about the getting back into exercising, like I, I mean, for me, most of it's been walking and stuff, but there's still definitely ramped up. And then, but the more intense things cried in the garage and probably for at least a year, maybe more, probably even close to two years. It was always those like once a week riding in the garage. Yeah. Maybe yeah. for like 10 minutes or something. And now I do it like three times a week for 20 minutes and there's yoga involved and stuff, but it, 
all of that is so gradual. Sure. Um, Anyway, but so I say that because when I did get the kidney stone, I had to have the surgery a few years ago that was, you know, we detailed so much. I was frustrated talking to the nephrologist after I was like, you know, I've been getting healthier. It's annoying to have this happen. And she's like, well, it's, it's very possible that because you're much more active now for the first time in, in years, that that's what, you know, you, it takes years for things to grow, these things to grow. And you probably kind of jostled it loose through being more active. And, uh, so yeah, yeah. Okay. Or, I mean, it made sense. I got through it and, uh, we were going to take some measures for it to be better. And it was the first time. I mean, I, I realized after the fact that I probably passed a kidney stone a few years prior, but anyway, so it was very disappointing to have it happen again after making all the dietary changes, et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, um, but thank God it all went so smoothly. Anyway, I'm going in today and I have this concern about, is this just something I'm going to have to deal like with the express and anal glass? Some dogs just need this. Am I just going to have to deal with this? You know, why is it happening? I had that in my head, but I also a few weeks ago, maybe I kept, I keep, trying to remember whether it was two weeks ago tomorrow or two weeks ago last Thursday at this long three-hour in-person meeting at my work that was very stressful and contentious and uh I had to go you know I had to pee it was like three hours <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. but I didn't it didn't occur to me because I was really wrapped up in the conversation and so but anyway by the time I did after all that time it like the pain it's like if you you ever you know they wait so long that you almost like can't stand up straight <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 so it was yeah. kind of like that but that pain didn't really go away uh and so anyway i've had this kind of pain like when and now it's basically like when i go to pee like when that's happening uh it sort of hurts during and then i i remember i was i was like can you hurt yourself by holding it <laughs> you know <laughs> and um Anyway, but then I was, I'm like all worried about that. I ended up having to get, I don't know what I'm getting into, but it's, I'm just like out of sorts about it. Cause it's like, yeah, some things I guess just are what they are because of whatever your, you know, genetics or, so it's like, am I, cause part of it. So looking at the diet, I'm like, I don't know how I can be better at this stuff, like how I can eat better, et cetera. And some of the things like that my urine oxidizes or some shit. I don't know. But so like, so we look at some foods that are high in that and like berries are high in that, like all of these like healthy things that I eat (laughs) every day, (laughs) but it's not, it's not definitive enough to be able to be just like, well, if you cut those out, you'll be okay. Right. And it's just kind of like, these are good for you in some ways. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ. And I'm worried about the, I had to like get blood taken and, and then to, I was able to, I was sort of happy that I had the opportunity to give a urine sample because she had this thought, like, maybe there's an infection. Oh, okay. Um, I'm like, well, I will I kind of hope so, honestly, because I'd like for it to or, be explained. Or hernia, maybe? Like, I don't know. She sounds almost that. like a hernia. I don't know. Well, it was so weird was the thing was, because then I started to worry, too, about with the kidney stone. Cause I thought I heard somewhere, but the nephrologist today didn't seem to think this was a thing that, like, you could, because my experience of kidney stones have been very odd. Not right. don't have the back pain or whatever. They just sort of anyway. But so I'm like, can certain stones just appear in the bladder as opposed to like traveling through that? Like, can, am, am I just like creating stones there? Anyway, but the weird thing yeah. about this was that it it was just so correlated 
to that three hour meeting to where like, I didn't have pain before I have since it's concerning. It's <sighs> disheartening to know that like I'm doing everything I should be doing. <laughs> Is this something that's just going to happen? You know? Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, and I mean, that that is that's exactly kind of where I'm at where it's like I'm doing all this shit and it's what's the if it doesn't if it's not yielding any major results then what's the and I'm unhappy mm-hmm. because of why I'm doing it then what's the point sometimes you know yeah. like I had a a colleague at a school I taught at the school I taught at Double D with and uh and stand the man mm-hmm. and this teacher had like she found out very early in life like in her late 20s that she she had a family history of like really bad cholesterol and heart disease yeah. and she started to show signs of that very early in life so she made a choice to like go super vegan and like not and just eradicate all of that stuff and then she got to be like 35 and her doctor was like, your cholesterol's through the roof and you're, we're noticing like calcium and stuff. So we're going to have to put you on all this medicine and do all these things. And she's like, I literally for a decade have sacrificed and not like, cause she was, it, it wasn't for any moral decision. It was literally just for her health. Right. And she's like, I have sacrificed for the last decade of my life for nothing. And he's like, yep, some people that's just, that's just their makeup. That's just the way it is. Oh. And so she was like, so her, she was like my spirit animal. She was she, <laughs> like the, the next like trip that we had uh, like for PD. She was like, let's go, let's go to some buffet somewhere. It's got a lot of meat. I want to eat some meat. <laughs> and because she's like, I got to take the fucking medicine anyways. I might as well eat what I want to eat. Right. And so, uh, yeah, I I felt the it, it fucking sucks, man. Yeah, yeah. It sucks that even like the I know it's not a sacrifice to eat healthy, right? Like it it's not feels it, like it sometimes. Yeah, it I mean, sometimes is, but it, it, it's definitely like a withholding. Yeah, I mean, sacrifice yeah. is maybe too harsh a word, I guess, but it is not easy. Well, <laughs> I think people who have like good relationships with food, who grow, who live their life, their entire life with healthy relationships with food, they don't, they don't see their lifestyle as a sacrifice. It's only like, uh, because yeah. I, it's only because I've eaten like garbage my entire life and I don't get to eat like garbage right now that I feel like it's a sacrifice. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I, I don't know, man. It just sucks to think that like, even through all of that, it's still at the end of the day, a crapshoot on whether or not it's going to make a difference. You right. Know? Like, right. Um, and that's where the like other side of my brain, like the devil on my shoulder instead of the angel is like, well then just fucking eat pizza all the time. Dude. Yeah. Like, like the, the joker know? of it all. He's like, just burn yeah. it all down. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I'm like, yeah. At least you'll be happy. Like, yeah, it's going to suck at the end, yeah. but during all the way up to that point, you'll eat pizza the entire time. Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's tough to, yeah. And, and then th- that was the thing talking with the lady today to where the doctor and stuff, it was just like, I just didn't get a good enough sense that and that actually curbing the amounts of these things, even though I was having them daily, because I measure them and stuff. Like I measure a half cup of the berries, and but it's like even the nuts, it's like fucking everything. <laughs> Some of it, 
I mean, yeah. some things, there's some things that had none. She's like, no, you, like beers uh, have some or whatever. And then funnily enough, like Guinness, Guinness, especially not like, oh, yeah. not, not like the most, but more than some, but like wine, that's not an issue at all, which is kind of funny when it comes down to the berries anyway. Yeah. Um, but so I was just sort of disheartened by it all, but coming out of it, and as I mean, it's only been a couple of hours, but it's like, well, I don't think I'm really going to, I don't think I'm going to change any of that stuff because yeah, I have a kind of a, that's where it doesn't, for me, like it doesn't feel so much like a sacrifice. I, I, I've just, in most of what I've found is a certain level of sustainability to where it doesn't feel like too much of a drag. Like I have enough times where yeah. I will just have something that I really want or it is decadent. Uh, it doesn't feel too, I don't feel so deprived and I feel good enough by that's the thing. Cause so, so many years I didn't see a correlation between diet or exercise and like how I felt. And nowadays I have a balance that I do. And so that, so when I'm faced with this thing of like, well, fuck it. Could I, should I just eat things that I've been avoiding? It's like, well, no. Cause like there are other benefits that I enjoy. So I'm not going to make that choice, but, but it is annoying certainly to just be like, I'm doing this because that is why I started. <laughs> And to know that it doesn't make a difference, I don't know, and I don't know what I'm saying. Just sort of, it, it 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 does make I, I guess at the end of the day, if you can say a, it's not, I'm not really a sacrifice. It's not really a sacrifice because I mean that's a mental change I have to make, right? It's not, it's not actually a sacrifice. I'm not dying from fasting for forty hours. I I have. Literally, the science I've researched proves I have the stores that will feed me for that time, right? Like, so it's not a sacrifice. That's the change I have to make in my head. And so it's like, if you can, if you can reconcile that and come with that, it's not a sacrifice and it makes you feel better. Like if you can find the, like, I feel better after I fat, like when I'm on a regular fasting schedule, mm -hmm. I like the the lack of inflammation, the like being able to see all the bones in my ankles and my feet, you know, like that's huge. I have a, let me see if I can take a screenshot of this. This was, this one really blew me away. Ash stands out a lot more. Like you can definitely see it in Ash a lot more than you can in me. But let me try to take a screenshot of this. Just these two video thumbnails. Oh yeah. Where <clears throat> one is. October 19th, and then the other one is Father's Day. Oh, wow. That's not that big so, of a... It's yeah. not, but wait do you see the difference between the two photos. It's it's mind-blowing. Uh, Dave Allman, there we go. And Ash especially. like, But you can see it in my oh, face, sure, too. sure, yeah. Uh, but just even in that short amount of time, how much of a difference. Wow, yeah. Like... So I, I mean, if you can see all that, that's that's great. Um, I'm just struggling right now. At oh seeing, yeah, you know, like, and it's a it's a journey. It's not a you're never going to hit a destination on it, right? It's going to yeah. be it's always going to be a journey, and it's always going to be a work in progress. And yeah. yeah, I struggle so much with that, especially when you work towards something. 
I don't know. It's really nice to feel a cause and effect, you know? And so when you have like today, cause this was just the stuff with the, the kidney thing it was just like one of most, I think probably on most every front, not every, that's like, I just, a lot of the things that are stressors or challenges in my life were flared up enough today to be problematic, <laughs> but not devastating. Like there's no like terrible event that happened in any one of these things. I'm just yep. not really feeling good about any of these various areas. Yeah. And it's just, I, and it's weird to like wrap my brain around the idea that like, sometimes that will just be that way <laughs> and you just have to let it and it will, yep. it will pass. And maybe it's because too, I've been in a season or like a year or whatever of a lot of actual high drama to where like you're really like triaging, you know? So it's like yeah. you put your energy towards the thing that's the biggest problem. And uh, yeah, I don't know. But Well, and I try to, I try to keep the, so th that was in our fight last night was like, you go three, she's like, you go three weeks where it's like, this is what I'm going to do. And this is, this is fine. And like, you have no problems whatsoever. And then all of a sudden today you want to quit your fucking job and you want to eat pizza and smoke cigarettes. And like, she's like, what the hell is that? And I, I try to equate it to that same. I really like the analogy from the food lab book that you, you have brought up multiple times where it's like, if you walk by a cupcake 10 days in a row or how, whatever the analogy is, but like, yeah. If there was a cupcake at work and you walk by it 10 days in a row and on the 11th day you, you you break down and you eat the cupcake, like willpower is a myth. You you avoided that for 10 days. Like you said no to it 10 days. Yeah. Don't be yourself. You know, Crazy. I think it's the same. I think of it the same way as as this like letting the the like outside affect my emotions is it's like, yeah, those three weeks I was able to like just let it fall like water off a duck's back. But this today I couldn't do it, you know, yeah. like, yeah. And, and like, don't beat me up because I'm having a bad day today. And I didn't do it on, like, I didn't talk to you on your, like when it was convenient for you, like that, that's, I'm sorry that had a bad day, but like those three weeks that you're trying to throw in my face, like I, I let it, I did all the same bullshit existed for those three weeks, but I was able to just work past it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, boy, that reminds me of a, a of an argument that we used to have a lot to where, especially when I was having the commute and would come home and all this. And but it was something like that. It's something very similar to where I was just like the same thing where it's like, you don't in this, this is such a, like a shitty thing to say, but it's the, the, what sometimes will happen. And, but the way that I would throw it back is so. I realize like hearing it out loud, I'm trying to think like how I said it. I more know how it feels in the sentiment that like the words, yeah. but it's this thing of like, you don't know how many times that like I leave the office or I leave work feeling fucking horrible. <laughs> but by the time I get home, I have turned it around and don't bring it into this situation. Right. Um, but then by saying that, I guess I do. I don't know. It's, 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 it's weird. Uh, no, but I think that's making that point where it's like, it, it, this was another one that got brought up last night is like that I don't think outside of myself. And in my head, it's like all I think about is everyone else. You know, like this is all about, she's like, you don't even think, you don't even care about me. You're not, because I'm like, you know, my I'm not happy in my life right now. And she's like, well, and she just internalizes that and like, you know, takes it that very personally. And it's like, yeah. no, you don't understand. Like, you're a pe like that's 
part of the reason why I feel like shit is because I know how this is affecting mm -hmm. you. And I know how, like, and I think about that all the time. And I like, uh, so yeah, but that, I mean, of course, some of that is us, like the shit that we need to work on. And the other part of it is just me. I need to work on and. Uh, yeah, it's I tough. Don't know. Yeah, because I, 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 yeah, that, all that is so familiar. And then there are some times when it comes around to where, oh, uh, yeah, it's just, I don't know. Yeah, because I think it's like you said. I think I, so I was recently editing the. I sort of did flip flop like the stand and the and the autophagy conversation in terms of the, when I edited and, and published them. And so I heard the autophagy thing much more recently. And you were talking about this thing of like, whether it's just sort of making peace with certain behaviors. I don't even know if it was like food or whatever, but you're just like, well, if I'm going to, I think I'm trying to remember, you're like, ultimately you have to do better is what the sentiment you were saying and something that I struggle with as well to where, yeah, there, I, there is that struggle of like trying to turn it around and the days you come in where you, the victories where you kind of, Cause it was a similar thing with the bride where she was like, why don't you just tell me you're not doing well instead of having it like blow up in this other way. I mean, this yeah. is like years ago, but I still kind of do this. And it was just like, well, cause so many times it's like, I don't want to burden you with that. And so many times I'm, I'm successful at just kind of expelling that energy in other ways yep. to where I don't, what, what's the point? And like, right. Bringing it, bringing it up. Cause it would just be like fucking every day. <laughs> it would be every day. Like, and that's the thing is like, I do work every day to try to just move past it and not let it affect me and yeah. like realize the situation we're in. I mean, I get it. Like we make, we have certain goals that we're trying to meet. We're making more money than we either of us have ever made in our lives. And that's that is, we are seeing the impact of that. Like we paid off Ash's car in, in February, wow. you know, like, nice. like two years early, even, you know, oh, wow. and like, yeah, we, and that's, that's just one of like the third or fourth thing, big thing we've paid off already this year. And then mm -hmm. we're marching towards paying off another big thing here in September and then at that point, it's just like credit card debt, which is going to be like, that's going to fall like dominoes, you know? And, uh, excuse me. Sorry, just whenever that, that happens, I think of Double D and it's like... Oh, oh yeah. How much and which is, which Double D thinks back to my dad. That's how my dad... Oh. Yeah, that, that's totally from my dad. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, uh, it... it uh, I, I get all that shit and I know... I know at the end of the day, it's like... I try so hard, right? Like, and last night it just felt like damned if I do or damned if I don't, mm -hmm. where it's like, I knew, I knew that if I would have talked about it when she first brought it up, it would have blown up into a fight. And I tried really hard to avoid that. And it's like, then I just want to say this thing. I just want to say this one thing that this conclusion that I came to and just let me say it. And it's probably not going to come to fruition, but I just want to say it. And that was the, like, I want to eat pizza every day and smoke cigarettes. Right. And like, cause that, like that is a still, like I'm coming up on, I think five or six years, five years, I think mm -hmm. on uh, my smoking app quit working because they stopped updating. it. Oh, wow. Uh, but, uh, yeah, needs to be updated fuckers. Uh, so I don't, I don't know how long it's been. I think it's five years. Like when did we come visit you? When was oh, that? that was uh 2000 Jul July 4th. Or July something 16 
2016? Yeah, because yeah, 15, yeah. 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 So 16. But that's so five years. So this is five years. This will be yeah. so this July 4th will be the five year anniversary of me not smoking. Wow. And that was so strong for you the other day. Or was it last night? Yeah. Oh, last night. I mean, I, I every day like this is and this is how you know I'm an addict. Is I I think about smoking every day. Still. Wow. Like it still is like like I just today I was like we got new neighbors in next door and uh the mom came down with the with the neighbors and she's staying with them for the time I I I guess I don't I maybe she's going to live I don't know. But she smokes and she was out on the porch. And I was oh. like, I guarantee you, if you go out on the porch and ask her to bum a cigarette, she'll let you. Mm-hmm. I, I, that still ran through my head today, mm. you know, like, and it, it, oh. it is a, it is a regular occurrence, but that, so then when it, I am in this like pity mode, self pity mode, admittedly, and I'm just like all this stuff I'm denying myself, um, that, that is at the top of the list of like, you should just go buy a pack of cigarettes then. It's amazing that my brain still goes right to that. Wow. And still is like, well, then just go do that then, you know? And I would hate it and it would be awful. But it's like that first cigarette, I'd be smoking again for the rest of my life, you know? Like, because I know I would not have the willpower to do to quit again. I know I would. You sort of know like what you went through. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, so secretly, this is, here's a long walk, short drink secret. Secretly, even when we were doing the smoking stats regularly and all that shit, in the back of my mind, you just have to make it to retirement and then you, then you can start smoking. Again. Oh, interesting. Cause when you're 65 or whatever fucking age you decide to retire, like who gives a shit? Do whatever right. you want. Right. <laughs> right. right. So, <laughs> yeah. So that's what I was telling myself. That was one of the things I was telling myself to get to, to get to that point, you know? And it's like, so then when I come to this, when I come to this, like I'm sac, I, I, I feel like I have compromised everything to get what I have right now. And it's like, all right, well then just go buy a pack of cigarettes, you know? Mm. Like, and that that's one of the first things that pops into my head. It's fucking devastating, man. It's like it's like all of that work, all of that effort, all of that is just like worthless. <laughs> it's just like doesn't mean anything. Just throw it all away. Go get that pack of cigarettes, you know. Well, in a way to, though too, it's like it makes that work all the more hard fought or that victory all the more hard won, you know, the Yeah. Uh that's true. Cause you, yeah, I mean, five years is wild. I mean, five years is a lot. That's a lot of cupcakes to pass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and oh. it's like, oh man, I, I honestly like some days I'm just like, are you going to do this every day? And I think of people with alcohol problems and drug pro- recovering drug problems. And I can't, I, I'm, that's when I get really grateful where it's like it, Thankfully, it's just food and cigarettes for you, you know, like, thank God that's all it is, is Mm. food and cigarettes, because those are easy things to, I mean, you've proven, like, I five years no smoking, I fast regularly on eating, 
like you, I, I feel like I am starting to get ownership of my problems on those things. Thank God it wasn't anything harder than those. Well, you know? and I don't know. I mean, I, I don't struggle with it in the same way, so I don't want to like equate that. But the, the thing I always hear about food is it's in some ways much harder than those other things. Cause like in theory, you can stop drinking alcohol, you can stop doing drugs, but you can't actually stop eating, yep. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, that is really challenging. I'm, I have to imagine. And that, well, and that's, uh, that's so that's a great analogy because uh, I, that's what I use on like the eating thing is it's like, Heroin addicts don't get cheat days, right? Like if you if you, <laughs> yeah. if you recognize if you recognize you have an issue with food, mm -hmm. which I obviously do, like you, the last thing you want to do is bargain with yourself on cheat days and shit like that, mm. right? Because it, you're all you're doing is setting yourself up for ultimate failure. Because it's not like a junkie can be like, well, I'll just do this little bump, right? I yeah. I haven't done I haven't I haven't shot up in three weeks. So I'm just going to snort this little bump as a reward to myself, you know, because yeah. they'll be right back on the wagon, you know? Boy, yeah. And there's, or that's interesting the you say that because like, the, you know, I don't know if you're, you're like me, but I'm always looking for, I'm always looking for the thing that will help it click, help give me that little bit of uh, fortitude I need for the day or perspective. And But so many things are so conflicting in a way because I was caught up in the, you know, it's a lot of cupcakes to pass. Because the other thing I was coming back to around the sort of emotional tr thing that like the emotionally lashing out you know, like at our spouses or whatever is that like what I'm learning, it's not so much, it, I mean, it's like that cut is the impact versus the intent thing. So yeah, maybe a bunch of times I didn't, I was successful, didn't like, I didn't come in. It's just like the way that it comes out. The way that it comes out ultimately that from whatever suppression that I was doing to when I, it, it's not so much that I didn't or didn't share this problem. It's, I guess, the attitude around the way I would share. This is nothing even that the bride has told me, but stuff I'm learning to try to fix where it's just like, it's like you said, like you ultimately have to be better. You can't just be about like the struggle and how many times you didn't. Like in that case, the one time you did means everything. Whereas like right. with some of these other things... It's not even the dietary thing. Like your body can take it. Like you have a pizza or whatever sometimes, but then if it's the heroin thing, you can't. And then if you, and then if you equate that to the food, it's just all so fucking like, yeah, someone, I, I would often feel, and I think we talk a lot about, we talk about a lot of youthful things sometimes. Yeah. Um, and, and when, you know, some of what we bond over and um, I think it's one of the good things about us, you know, I think that we can have, genuine joy and whimsy and just fucking love dumb not dumb shit but like you know whatever the shit same kind of shit to us like yeah and like that we would have liked when we were younger all of this stuff but some is actually what the person who wrote in about the twinkie episode she wrote back i don't know if i told you but she was one to kind of correspond and just like hey let me know how you're doing every now and again she sort of let me know how she was doing and and Joanna, I guess it's fine to say that, though. <laughs> Gotta yeah. be careful. You invoke people, like with the kid. Oh, ooh, I didn't say oh, the whole no, thing. You can't, that you was can't so this. One more time, and he'll show up. He will show right up. But anyway, oh, that was oh, close. That was really close. Woo! Oh my god. Oh man. Ooh, my heart started to beat a little faster. Yeah. Yeah. 
What'd she say? Oh, she said something like, I feel like a kid, uh, like all, uh, and, and, and I know, I remember you telling me one time, not too long ago, she's like, I don't want to be 40, whatever. And saying, I still feel like an 18 year old. And it was like something that hit me when she said that this person that I knew when I was younger and all this stuff, I was like, Jesus Christ, you know what? I don't feel that way. I feel like I'm confronted with such serious adult shit so yeah. many times every day yeah. that I don't feel like a kid. I, I feel like the whole weight of adulthood sometimes more than seems necessary. I'm trying to like find yeah. that balance, but fuck. And this is an outlet for that. That's why this is important, you know? Yeah. Like, this gives it like, like I have said before, some, sometimes this is my only opportunity for whimsy because yeah. I feel, I feel obligated to be so grounded outside of this the rest of the time that, yeah. and I used to be such a whimsical person. I mean, I mean, I know that about myself and I'm sure people who have known me for the better part of my life can like, can remember times I, I just saw suds and, uh katie and kramer uh, we did a facetime this past oh weekend i forgot all about God, that that's amazing uh, i got a random text of this milf sandwich of like three of our best friends <laughs> that's like, incredible yeah like of them the three of them together so i was like instantly Holy i have to FaceTime shit. them were they in wayne county together yeah 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 oh yeah. god so, that's great so i of course like facetime them and uh i don't even know where i was going with this I don't care. I need to know now. <laughs> but it, oh, it was me telling them because they were like, oh, we got to get together. The last time we saw each other, it was just such a magical time and was so awesome. And I was like, I used to be, listen, like, if you give me, you have to give me some kind of notice. I just can't be, I, I mean, I used to be spontaneous Palmer that would just drop whatever, like, oh, this is going on. Cool. I don't give a shit. Mm -hmm. We'll drop <laughs> all this shit and let's go do that, you know? I can't, I like, I was like, I, I feel so obnoxious saying it, but I live by that calendar, which honestly Ash maintains. Like, I'm not even good <laughs> at maintaining it, you know, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, but I live by it. I do open it up and I'm like, we got this going on. We got this going on. But so yeah. I'm like, if your guys are going to be together, like just, if you can give me just some kind of notice, <laughs> I will move I shit make to make that happen. Yeah but I got to put it on the calendar and they're like, we're the same exact way. Like we can't. They're yeah. They all have children. That's got to make it. Oh difference. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and that's the thing. Like I recognize the fact we do not have kids. We have dogs that, that does put a little bit of a burden on it, but like, I know we don't have kids. So it's, I constantly keep the invitation open, like come to Dayton, come to Dayton, come to Dayton. I know that's difficult. Like, I know that's challenging, you know, but so I'm okay. Like eating that a little bit on the, like, we don't have kids. So it's, it's a little easier for us, you know, to come to you or what have you. Um, even though sometimes I do struggle with it feeling one-sided, not with our friends, but like family and stuff like that. But it, it, it's like, one of those things where it's just like, please just give me some, I'm, I, I, I feel like now I'm like craving those kind of opportunities. And it's probably a combination of coming off of COVID and dealing with just growing up, fucking growing up sucks, man. Like, yeah. I, yeah. I just like, I really like enjoyed, I, I enjoy my life now for the most, like outside of work 
especially. I enjoy my life now. That is, so I do need to think better about some of the, th the way I say things. I do enjoy my life outside of work for the most part. But man, my tw late 20s to like mid 30s was just a fucking blast. Because mm -hmm. I just didn't care about anything and lived in people's basements and... <laughs> just had to make enough money to have fun and that was it you know and like yeah. it was just a, it was a lost time it's a lost time you know mm -hmm. and that, that that's even tragic to say that now right and so uh but it, at the same time too it's like but this is a totally different time and do i want to spend all of it just sitting there it's it's dealing with like expectation and regret right like do mm -hmm. i want to like sit and regret the loss of these things or do I want to look for the positive in what's there? And that is a big struggle for me. I'll admit that. Like sometimes, yeah. like I'm a cynical person. I've been, I feel jaded. I feel like, I feel like some days I feel really like I did everything my entire life. Everybody told me if you do this, things will work out. And they didn't, you know, like. Or not and right that, now. Yeah. Yeah. But I know well, that doesn't that, mitigate it, but I, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. And it's like, I, I thought I did everything I was supposed to do and I don't, I didn't get anything anybody promised me by doing that. And so mm. then I feel resentful because it's like some of the shit I didn't like doing, but I was supposed to do it. So I did it, you know? And like, yeah. And he, and I have, I struggled to see that like reward that's like this far out because I know I want immediate reward, you know? And like, and that's me. I got to work on that. I understand that. But at the other side too, it's like, what is the point of doing all this if you're not enjoying the journey, you mm -hmm. know? So it's just a fucking, that, and that, I think, I think that's probably, like, that's a big part of like the grown up part where it's like, like you just like the journey just sucks and you hope that by the time you get done with it, like this thing's going to be there. And it's like, the the logical part of my brain is like yeah but what happens if that's not there then all of this was not worth it you know mm, yeah so yeah I, like these difficult patches and stuff i mean i guess we've had them maybe they're more more frequent or more uh entrenched and like kind of difficult <laughs> yeah because they sort of probably grow like a snowball over time, like the, but, but Jesus, but yeah, you hear those things of like people in like super long marriages and they're like, yeah, there's like these long, difficult stretches. Yeah. <laughs> and I just equate that to like a day or two of like having a fight or something. I'm like, how do you, <laughs> what do you mean? And then they're like, like, what are you, what are you talking stretches here? <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I guess that could be for any kind of a, you know, a difficult, period where shit's just not lining up. Cause you hear like adages and stuff too. If like, if it's not a happy ending, then it's not the end, <laughs> you know, yeah, like yeah, that kind yeah. of stuff. And it, you move through things and get to these different, um, it does, does you no good. I mean, does, yeah, maybe a little good, but that doesn't no, do me no, much good that, on a bad day. <laughs> that kind of trite shit is just like that shit does not work. That, and that's, yeah, I, I sound like a dick when I say it, that shit doesn't work for me. Like that Hallmark card shit, those little sayings and all that stuff, the logical part of my brain is just like, yeah, but it still sucks right now. What do we right, do about right. right now? You know? Like, yeah. And then, then so. this thing I keep hearing that you kind of, you just accept right now. 
you don't try to do anything about it and that is tough <laughs> no and, and i think that's bullshit like yeah. because i feel like half the time that's a, a delusion what you're what you're asking me to do is delude myself in recognizing that this is shitty that this mm -hmm. period of time is shitty i feel like if everybody just acknowledged instead of ignoring that it's shitty if everybody was just like yep this is shitty it's all shitty we're all going through this shitty time together and it's shitty if, yeah. if everybody could just do that then we could put that p i part of my frustration is this ignoring of the shittiness that that is like people are so fucking good at that and i'm so envious of that like i'm so envious of the how are you functioning every day in this bullshit and not wanting to flip the table over because i want to flip the table over i can see all of this shittiness and that like game that people play where they're just like, I'm just not going to acknowledge it. If I don't acknowledge it, it's not there. And they're able to like do that. Yeah. And like, you know, and I'm just like, I, I that, like ignorance is bliss. Like if you want another adage and right. I'm, I'm just like, I <laughs> yeah. wish I could just be ignorant. I wish yeah. I could be, you know, like, but I can't, I see how shitty this is. If you just, can you just acknowledge the shitty? No, I'm not going to do it. Can you just say, <laughs> yeah. just say it's shitty? Yeah. Just like because you not saying it's shitty is belittling my feelings. You're like you're pushing my feelings away, like they're not valid, and that makes me even more angry. Yeah, you know? like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because my feelings are valid. Because we all know this is shitty. If we just please just say it's shitty, you know. <laughs> It's shitty. <laughs> yes. Thank you. All right. It's shitty right now. Fuck. It's shitty. Let's just get through the shittiness and then we'll have, you know, it'll be better when it's not shitty. And that might, that will happen. Like, I'm not totally cynical. My logical brain is like, yes, it's shitty right now. There are plenty of times where it's not shitty. Just get through the shittiness that you have to. And then when it's not, be happy. And I, that, that's what I try to do. And man, it blows up in my face all the time. Oh yeah, I know. I re I've really, there's so much I want to say about all that, but I got to go to the movies. Yeah, you, you have to go to the movies and you have to go enjoy this movie. Like get the popcorn. Yes. Even, the can even you though, know. you know, could bring in the, whatever they're called, <laughs> you know? Oh yeah. No, you got to get it. You got to get, yeah. All the, have all to. the sounds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta get the popcorn, get all the good stuff, enjoy that movie. Please let me know what you think about it. Yeah, we'll absolutely. About it. Uh, maybe we could do a... Yeah, I'll tease, um, I'll, I'll tease you or I'll tell you a little bit, but then we'll tag up and maybe talk through it next time. Okay, okay. Yeah, that sounds good. Please go enjoy it. Uh, tell the bride hello and we love her. Uh, hug the dogs for us. And, Thank you, you uh, too. <laughs> just, listen, like embrace the shitty because... It's all a cycle, right? It's always a cycle. It always cause a wheel. Double deal. Know oh, what I'm talking about yeah. on that. Like, right? <laughs> so like uh it's shitty right now. Tomorrow might not be. The day after probably won't be. So uh, I do feel better, you know? I yeah. I don't I hesitate to get into it. Well, I can't because I gotta go. But like just to reaffirm the importance of this and stuff like i had actual therapy therapy earlier and we'll often talk about it as therapy but i find at least for me 
that the therapy therapy is real work, like work <laughs> yeah. on myself. And that's good. That's what it's for. But there's a real relief with this uh, oh. dynamic of just talking to a, my friend. <laughs> and so I'm very grateful for that. And uh, even though we talked about unpleasant stuff, I somehow feel lighter and I'm Me so too, glad. buddy. Me too. And I am always appreciative of your time and your presence. I uh, Right back at yeah. you, sir. <laughs> yeah. Love All you, right. buddy. I love you too. I'll, we'll, I'll, I'll hit you. I'll text you after just to give you a quick yeah. update. Give me, and, a, give, uh, me a little, give me a little something after you're done. Well, and then I you do whatever you're gonna do with the order, but I support you either way in terms of. Oh that. no, I'm ordering a fucking pizza. I'm <laughs> okay. gonna eat, I'll eat the chicken and the sweet potatoes. That's fine. I was planning on doing that anyways, but I'm gonna order another fucker. I'm just not gonna order it from the place I ordered it before. So that's a good plan. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, man. I love we'll you, buddy. I'll talk to you later. Love you too. Yep. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
it is cathartic to write those though i i totally can relate and there there is a little bit of um regret when you delete them and, mm. and and don't send them you know but i think your satisfaction at least in my experience so it's the royal we uh, in my in my <laughs> in my satisfaction that's great uh, to hear when I'm looking at that shirt. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Uh, is always outweighed by the yeah. It just dawned on me because like you lean back and then basically make the same face as him, like look in the same direction. I was so distracted. <laughs> okay, I'm ready to listen. Uh, it makes it my satisfaction in just typing it outweighs the disappointment in having to delete it. Usually, so yeah. Uh, there's so there is some value. I think some. Uh, value added to that by just typing it out. Yeah, so it was helpful to helpful to think through. And actually, when I realized that that was the thing that happened, I was like, it, I think that that is actually good. Uh, <laughs> you know, you know, it was the right thing to do at least so far. I may still send it or some version thereof, but uh, uh, yeah, that it took all of the energy to not send it. it yeah, don't do it. Don't, don't <laughs> yeah. send it. You can write those emails, but you never send them. Yeah, well, and the thing that stopped me, because I mean, I, I have sometimes or depending, but uh, but not n never like what was described, like the un, never something I didn't agonize over and sleep on, but uh, uh, nonetheless, they would upset people. But <laughs> not, but what I was going to say was that uh, um, <clears throat> I was asking myself, I went out like for a walk after I wrote it and talked about it a bit, well, and I was like, what do I want? to happen from this and it's like i don't even know <laughs> you know and i was like yeah. well that's probably a sign <laughs> that uh it's not a, it's a half-baked uh thing yeah <laughs> so <laughs> but uh oh man this uh i don't know if we talked about this but like the situation i'm dealing with i'm realizing more and more this dude is just like an expert manipulator and gaslighter so it is it 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 drives every but like you don't, you come into a conversation and then you leave feeling like you're the one who did something wrong or you're crazy or you said something you didn't say. This is like the royal you, meaning like all the right, people right. in the meeting. And it's just like, it takes a minute sometimes to realize what the fuck just happened. Anyway, I'm getting into it. I said I wouldn't get into it. Oh, buddy. <laughs> no, I've been there so many times. It's so frustrating. It is. Thank you. How how are you doing? Your work situation is going smoothly, right? Oh, <laughs> shit. No. But, I mean, you know, it's the same shit. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, man. It's, it's just it's exhausting, like, talking about it. <laughs> so, and obviously I'm doing that now. So, I'm going to purposely pivot. <laughs> yeah. No, let's pivot. Uh, right when we were talking last... I was about, I walked out the door and into the theater to see a quiet place too. So it's been a minute for both of us. Yeah. Uh, I liked it. I didn't, I don't know what all I could say about it, but I did want to tag up on it. I remember you, you thought it was like as good as the first one. And, uh, I think I'm just desperate too to talk about anything fun. <laughs> all right. Yeah. No, we, we can just so, about that. so how did you feel about it? that? Was your first movie back in the theater too, right? Did we, or did we already talk about that? Part? Yeah, no, that was definitely the first theater experience that since December of 2019, the end of December, Ash and I went and saw 
um, Rise of the Skywalker. So um, that was the last thing that I saw in the theater before COVID hit, and then we didn't go to the theater at all in 2020, um, and then made it all the way until halfway through 2021 before we were in the theater again. And part of that, I mean, I we could have gone much sooner. We were vaccinated much sooner, but Hollywood is still really catching up. I feel like there's just not a lot out that is worth it to me. Um, yeah, to I keep it expecting like Top Gun to show up, but I feel like they're they don't even. I don't even think they've set a date for that. It feels like yeah. they're just kind of waiting until the the timing is optimal. Yep, yep, and uh, you know the Delta variant is picking up steam and. I think there there are some people who are waiting to see. I feel like organizations are in like two schools of thought where they're still being like overly cautious because they want to see how this shakes out. And then the other school of thought is let's just hurry the, and get shit back to the way it was before so that we have to start like so that we get some sense of normalcy in any window of time that we we can get it, you know? Yeah. And so... It is a struggle, and it definitely is this, like, tug and pull, but there's just not, and I think the movie theater is a great example of that. I feel like there has been a couple things that have been worth, would be worth going into the theater and see, especially if you're a, a, a big franchise person, because, like, the Fast and the Furious movie, I know mm-hmm. that is not my kind of movie, but I know it is wildly popular. So yeah, we, uh, we just started watching them. I've heard too much too often that people are like, these are two, these are super fun. And recently I heard someone like talk, so I've heard them talk about on how this get made. They love those movies. They talk about like how fucking bananas they are, but how awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then there's this, uh, podcast I stumbled into kind of through the tell them Steve Dave route. The guy, one of the guys that does a lot of their video production for their Patreon has a podcast called Chuck and Brad. He's the Chuck of Chuck and Brad. And that was one of those things. I don't know if I mentioned to you, but I kind of fell into like their podcast just by virtue of like a thing they did for Tell Them Steve Day. They interviewed some of the guys and then they did a nice job of showcasing their podcast a little bit at the end of the interviews. And I was hooked. I was like, this, this is great. Go check in and out. But they, they do this thing where they go through a franchise of movies. It's usually horror movies where they, so they'd be a friend of theirs who doesn't watch horror movies. And then their job is to watch the entire series and explain it to him. So he doesn't have to watch them. So, so they yeah. kind of just talk through it. So I heard, I listened to them do the first like four or five fast and furious movies. And I was like, you know, everybody fucking loves it. They all sort of say it takes to like four or five to, to, to lock in yeah. to where it's like undeniable. So I just, I was like, I just asked the bride. I'm like, you know, would you be, I keep hearing this about these movies. Would you want to try them? And she's like, oh yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so we started and they're fucking dumb as shit, but oh, yeah. they're nothing we would like. Like yeah. I could give two shits about cars in any way, shape or form. Yep. Um, and, and so much of it, it's just like all of it. I'm just like, no, thank you. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> at the same time, we just got to crack up through it and like I can and no having had some of them explained I know like oh this is going to come back around and uh and I stopped at a certain point I'm like oh I don't want to know I want to because I know like how does Charlene's how about fucking Helen Mirren get into this you know yeah and yeah. uh so some so anyway we're we're on the uh 
train though we're like really far back on the track <laughs> so so i don't think we'll see that in the theater but I, I did think that was funny we actually started watching those yeah so there's that has been out in the theater there was um if you're uh a big oh what's the horror series that's there's in the theater right now crap oh that one i didn't haven't noticed oh is it the conjuring yeah no? the conjuring because that's also yeah, isn't that a series yeah yeah, but isn't that also on HBO Max that they did one of the dual things? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, there, there's the, uh, and then Quiet Place Two. I'm trying to think what else. Has Black been... Widow is coming out next week. This week. Yeah, that was. Brad said she wanted to go see that, and so I was like, "All right, it looks like I'm a good up for popcorn it. movie." You know. Yeah. Um, Ooh, not to derail us too much, but I did watch Return of the Living Dead, the popcorn movie, and that other zombie movie. You know? oh, what other zombie movie we talked um, about another well we texted about it but we never talked about the one with uh not vin diesel <laughs> bobo vin diesel <laughs> land no army of the dead i remember you characterized that as a popcorn movie oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Anyway. I, I think we uh i've watched a lot of those things we talked about did we uh, talk about that oh we only text about it we didn't talk about it in one of these meetings no no okay uh, but yeah so I've, I've been in the mood for those so uh but i didn't know if i told you i watched all those i knew you said you were going to watch return of the movie i knew that you had watched army of the dead i thought we had already talked yeah. about that on one of these conversations i uh, didn't have much to add yeah really, to what you talked me through it was kind of everything you promised yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. I, uh, and what do you think uh it, it just i think we talked about this in the in the text too but uh what was the Tignataro insertion as obvious yeah. knowing uh or were... it was I th I think it was as well done as it could be I think yeah. I had I, I had to think about it and so once I did notice I was watching carefully for it um but I felt like they did a nice job I don't think if I hadn't have known that I would have noticed if that makes sense yeah and that's kind of impressive like you know I, I, we, you know the mandalorian thing with the luke skywalker and it was like you know certain things yeah there's that uncanny valley weirdness and but, that did not happen definitely yeah uh well and i uh i knew going right in exactly which character it was and who got replaced and all that stuff and when and like you said i think not knowing any of that and seeing it it would have been not as noticeable but knowing it, it just stands out where I'm like, oh, they're only showing like they could show five people on one side of the conversation and then her by herself, <laughs> yeah, like, you yeah. know, like on the other yeah. side of the conversation and uh, that kind of weird stuff. So it made it a little obvious. I just read an article. They um, Netflix okayed. There's two spinoff projects from that that are coming to Netflix later this year. So there's a animated prequel like that's anime style and then there is a going to be a prequel with the safe cracker where like oh yeah that guy's great <laughs> fantastic. like i watched a whole movie yeah. with that guy right? yeah he was terrific and i so, loved him uh i guess this story he gets recruited in europe to like crack 12 of the hardest safes across europe with a small team of thieves where they have to get him in to the safe and then he opens it and then go on to the next one. So 
that's kind of it's kind of fun. It reminds me of like Gone in sixty seconds, but with safe cracking because it looks like this like hodgepodge group of people, and they're all like, it, it, I really like that character. So yeah, me too. Me um, too. all right, but uh, back to a quiet place too. That uh, I that also is part of the reason why it took so long for me to get back into the theater is just waiting for something that was worth going to the theater and seeing. So, yeah, cause I did want it to be like, if I had waited that long, I wouldn't like, I would have been pissed if I would have went and saw army of the dead in the theater, you know, cause it was because it was so, it was perfect to sit in my armchair and watch, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, man, Quiet Place 2, it was well worth the wait. That was a good one because that was also one of the first movies that got kind of postponed. Like, mm -hmm. when, yeah, yeah. you know, it was supposed to come out just as COVID was ramping up and we were locking down. I remember that being one of the first movies that they're like, they have pulled it from release and they're going to sit on it until uh, release. And that he kind of got in a fight with them about like not wanting to release it on video on demand or anything like that. Like it was made to be in the theater. He wanted it to be seen in the theater and let, uh, they are doing a double feature tonight. I think it's tonight only at, um, my theater that I go to where you can see both of them back to back oh, wow. on one ticket. Nice. So, uh, I thought about doing that. I'm not, I'm probably not going to, but I thought about doing it. Uh, yeah, I I still stand by. The more I thought about it, like I, we, you know, you didn't text very much, uh, but I still stand by my original sentiment. I think it is just as good as the first one. Uh, just I, I I it left me wanting more. So how like what better? Yeah, it felt short, but yeah. in a good way. Yeah, like what was it? And what better compliment can you give a film than like when it when the credit rolls and it completes the story? Like you said, not in a bad way. It's not like they left any loose ends or anything like that. I wanted another 30 minutes of what I just saw, you know. Uh, yeah, it was 97 minutes, which yeah. is perfect. Like, but I don't think that happens very often anymore. So perhaps that's why it felt so. Yeah. So, uh, but also it's really, you know, it wastes no time, you know. <laughs> yeah, so, it picks right cool. up like the last frame of the first movie and and that it moves well, on. That, that does that like pre- prequel thing or like, yeah. not prequel but like it takes you back before the first movie and yep. then kind of resumes yep uh which i thought was a nice way to um re be reminded of everything while also introducing the new character played by killy murphy and and um you know i give him some shit and all that but i was glad to see john krasinski <laughs> oh yeah yeah uh, absolutely especially we never really talked about it i don't think on the show um but i really appreciated the thing that he, I don't think we talked about it on the show, but I really appreciated that uh, some good news program that he did. I oh, think, yeah. I think Twinkie hit me to it, and when we would watch it, it was just really nice. It just felt, like, nice at a time when that was... <laughs> when we needed some good news. <laughs> and so... Yep. Uh, that helped broaden my... Uh, I mean, I always liked him, but whatever. I get that box where I'm just like, you can't play Jack Ryan. Come on. What's what's I don't know where did this resentment comes from for John Krasinski, but I'm moving past it. <laughs> this, is a, this is a guy that got famous for making this face. I, I know at cameras. Yeah. So like yeah, and then he's playing Jack Ryan. I can see that. Come on. Yeah, I know. Uh, but so I was Stay glad to lane, see him in this comedy guy. I know. 
Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you try to do anything else? Yeah. To make that face. Anyway, I was happy to see him. Yeah. And uh, and I liked the movie a lot. It felt like a kind of a classic. Uh, a classic sequel in the sense that it does everything. It stays in the sort of same vein as the first one. It honors those characters and it just kind of steps it up a notch um, with, with each thing. So it was like, it kind of, it felt, um, I wouldn't say predictable cause I can never predict anything, but it just sort of felt like inevitable in a kind of a good way. It's like, Oh, I, you know, this, uh, this just seems right. It was just like kind of, so I, w- I wasn't like blown away by it or anything, but it was ex- at the same time, it was exactly what I would have wanted it to be, which I wish sounded more positive. <laughs> Let me say this. I can say this positive that Millicent Sim- Simmons, is that the name of the, the young lady that, that plays their daughter? Uh, I think yep. she's just, she was just amazing. And like the resolve on her face was super moving to me yep. uh, throughout and especially by the end. I forgot that there was a a brother that was still surviving. <laughs> I forget a lot of things. And the baby. I remembered the baby, but like I thought they, <laughs> I thought they introduced the brother, that 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 does a lot of signing with her, um, and is kind of really much more reticent than she is like brave. I didn't remember him at all. I thought they added that character. Oh, <laughs> and then, yeah. And then eventually I was like, oh, yeah, him and his dad, they went to the, the waterfall yep. and would yell and she felt left out. But for some reason, I didn't remember him at all. But anyway, uh, it was great to see like how they sort of uh, assume the role of their parents or grew into that um, yep. sort of positions of maturation or leadership or whatever and kind of stepped up as was needed. When they, I mean, not I was going to say when the adults couldn't, but let's uh emily blunt was once again like un unbelievably like uh i don't know tough whatever like he's more of the killian murphy character who was kind of like a little too hesitant yeah. for uh the daughter's taste and kind of he came around to her way of thinking and supported her and stuff so I, yeah i did i really liked it i was really glad to see it and uh i thought it was a worthy successor I think that it um like that prequel part in the beginning really helped it puts a lot of the first one in context where it shows how long they had literally been fighting for their lives and how brutal brutal it was all the way from the very beginning the one <laughs> although the one that does tie to the one loophole thing that I could not understand if it happened that fast because in the first movie this is nitpicking nitpicking in the first movie there are newspapers that say it's sound like that's like really big letters where they figured out like you have to be quiet and then this one establishes that literally they're fighting for survival the minute they see the meteors in the sky and uh how would there have been time to have printed those newspapers safely and get them into Ooh. that area? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was also a little confused at how quickly they figured out it was sound. Like they didn't do a very good job of like uh, showing instinct, that. <laughs> like his instinct, I'm assuming his fatherly instinct led to that. I, 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 oh, I, I don't make me turn was... on him again. <laughs> He's like, come on, yeah. come on, Jeb. This bullshit. <laughs> 
Not to be a Dwight. <laughs> I'm being a total Dwight. Yeah. I, I fucking love Dwight, though. Oh, amen. <laughs> do you know he tried to do a spinoff, like a Dwight's family spinoff? Uh, from yeah, the with, the, with the farm, I, I think they probably developed that. You could really, yeah. like, in the episode where that happens, you could totally see that they were trying to set that up. Yep. Yeah, I uh, oh, love that shit. Um, yeah, I'm so glad to to be able to talk about that with you. I remember for a long time it was just too too much awkward. So that was oh yeah, one of no, the few it, good things to come out of the pandemic as you're <laughs> seeing the office. Yeah. <laughs> I, I well, and I, uh, I always like to think that we inadvertently named our cat after one of the best office characters ever, Moe's. <laughs> yeah. Know? Oh my god, when Moe's were like when they're driving up to the farm and Moe's just running alongside him, yeah. or anytime Moe's would just run away. Yeah. I find people, I find grown people running away to be one of the funniest things that can happen. <laughs> oh, and he's parking cars at the wedding and ramping them and like. <laughs> Yeah. just awesome shit like and that guy what's his name michael sure um you know he was involved in the office and, ter- and creatively but also like developed a good place and something else i'm into recently uh yeah moses moses quite the guy michael maybe michael sure there it is american television producer rutherford falls yeah, so that's a show on uh, Peacock that he did that's like actually, so it's about, uh, and it has Ed Helms in it, and the little byline is two lifelong best friends, Nathan Rutherford and Regan Wells, find themselves at a crossroads quite literally when their sleepy town gets an unexpected wake-up call, and uh, I gobbled that up. That was really excellent. It's like, it was one of the, maybe the only show to actually be, so it's like about American Indians and actually this features american indians in the cast and treats it very kind of contemporarily but also respectfully and and funny and all that and yeah he made that happen too parks and rec brooklyn nine i never actually watched that but yeah he's moses where it's at and he's your cat (laughs) and he's named after my cat that's that's the guy exactly (laughs) yeah same Same guy guy. oh shit michael sure i think i'm saying that right yeah Holy shit, it is him. Yeah. Yeah. That guy's like gold. He is. <laughs> Everything he touches. Jesus. Yeah. And his comedic instincts as an actor, of course, are unparalleled. Uh, well, they're narrow, but unparalleled. <laughs> but, like, I have a... So you love to see, like, adults running away. Yeah. I, I love to see one adult taking care of another adult. And they're, like, most... Oh. like. Uh, so one of my favorite things from the Trump era was on Saturday night live when the two, I don't know the guy's names and I'm not even going to try to think that I pretend like I might know them. I don't, <laughs> but the two guys that played the Trump sons. So, um, Oh, I know who you're talking about. <clears throat> that I Trump know Jr. And, uh, and then Eric Trump and like Mikey Eric- day and the other, other white guy. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> The guy that would play Eric Trump played him as very cognitively challenged. Alex Moffat. Alex Moffat. That's it. Yeah. Holy I used to always shit, watch Saturday Night Live. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he was cognitively challenged. And his, like, <laughs> yeah. no matter how much of a slime bag uh, the guy playing Trump Jr. would was trying to be, 
he always had nothing but bottomless patience for Eric. Just yeah. Like, <laughs> and he was he would he would like cut his like slime ball stuff and be like, no, buddy, we practiced this. Come on. Like and just the idea that he cares about his brother so much yeah. that he like practices social context like, with cut him. his food for him sometimes yeah. like, he would yeah, do all kinds of like, stuff all kinds, like, that's, i ate that shit up and the same thing with moe's and dwight where it's like moe's instills the like brings out this like sensitive side of dwight where he's like willing to cradle him in the storm like he mistakes jim for for moe's he's like Come in. Do you need is like is it the storm? Like, oh wants, yeah, like, he's implying like he's gonna rock him back to sleep yeah. during the storm and like all oh, that kind of terrible. stuff. Terrible. Like Dwight is like literally moaning and crying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but then of course yeah. like the, Jim and Pam like while they mock him they go back and they give him all the the nice reviews and oh, yeah. That's so- I can't talk about the the Jim Dwight Pam thing. And to some extent, the Dwight Pam thing is just too much for me. Yeah. It's, it's too nice. Yeah. <laughs> While also being like, like it is saccharine in a way, but you have to make those comparisons. Like you have to infer that. Right. So they're able to, to be even more sappy, I think, because they don't say it. Oh, great. Good shit. <laughs> yeah. And, and a quiet place too is good shit. I, I would clarify it as good shit, even though. I don't know why I was withholding my praise of it. Um, I you brought up Cillian Murphy too. He was a nice surprise. I didn't even know he was in it until yeah, I, I don't think I did either. Until I he like showed up on the screen, <clears throat> and as soon as I saw him, I was like, "Holy shit! Is that the guy from Twenty Eight Days Later?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because that's how I'll always remember him. Uh, oh yeah, like, that then Scarecrow, I guess, but definitely Twenty Eight Days Later. Yeah, even even when he was Scarecrow, I was like, "That's the dude from Twenty Eight Days Later." Like, absolutely, that, that movie made such an impact on me. Uh, oh, yeah, me that too. like, oh, and his performance in it is just absolutely stellar. And yeah, he's got a great quality about him uh, in general, and he's really well suited to that movie. Yep. Did you know that he was supposed to be? You know, the movie once that uh, you know Glenn Hansard, Mark Hedder, Glova were in it. Yeah. Directed by the dude that was once in the frames with Glenn Hansard, but the the the, the that movie was developed to star Killian Murphy. Really? Yeah. Like, and Glenn oh. was Glenn Hansard was supposed to just contribute the anecdotes about being a busker and write the songs, but at the kind of the last minute, Murphy was like, ah, I can't do this. I can't sing these well enough. <laughs> and then, rather than let the whole thing fall apart. Glenn Hansard stepped in, but uh, yeah, I always I think about that sometimes. Uh, what that might have been like, or you know, it's still been a cool movie, I'm sure, but perhaps not. Yeah, but cool in a different way. I <clears throat> part yeah, of maybe know- a little more forgettable. I yeah, think. like part of knowing that that guy actually wrote those songs, right? Like, yeah, and kind of lived. I mean, he didn't live that entire life, but he was a busker on the streets and yeah, had those experiences and. Uh, had kind of a relationship with that girl even yeah <laughs> so, i mean it's like, kind of a romanticiz- like romanticizing of his actual life like mm-hmm. i think all of that makes it so much more endearing oh and I that think. speaking of nice things too like at the end where he plays the tape for his dad oh his dad doesn't say much and is he's just like play it again yeah <laughs> oh. that is so good <laughs> because <laughs> his dad supported him in the only way he knew how right like uh yeah and the 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 title once I heard them talk about uh, the director 
and maybe maybe hands are too like in the commentary maybe I, they were talking about because if you think about like what the what does the word once have to do with that story of a guy who's like a busker and meets a girl and because of her encouragement actually follows you know, like writes some songs with her blah 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 anyway and maybe gets out of her rut in his life because of it has an almost romance doesn't get together but all of that like what does that have to do with this title once yeah and so what it is he's like that he says is a kind of a thing in a certain type of guy perhaps in ireland or whatever that they grew up around it was always the idea was always like once this happens then always putting off doing anything or making any change in their life I think that that's kind of what it came down to. And that was kind of the place that the Hanser ca- character is stuck in. Like he was had this relationship fall apart, living with his dad, working in the Hoover repair shop, singing cover songs by day, and then singing some of his own songs when nobody else is around. But then he gets this encouragement from this person to actually follow through on uh, probably the things that he would say, like once this happens, it's kind of like once the sun goes down, I'll sing my own shit during the day. People want to hear stuff they recognize anyway uh, it was just a little well that was quite a lot of asides in there but uh, <laughs> i guess that's what we do here that's that's our, that's our thing man we've kind of we're we're we gotta be we're like we're close to 100 episodes we kind of solidified it right like oh my god that's our that's our mo that's right so uh i'm trying to see i'm i'm trying to look at well like upcoming releases through 2021 just to see uh if anything even sounds good um the forever purge is out right now i really like that series a lot but i don't know. i've been thinking about checking it out um i've been re-watching the because i got the criterion collection of uh the before movies so it's like before sunrise before sunset before midnight uh-huh. with ethan hawk and julie delpy and so i was i was reminded of uh you know, I like Ethan Hawke. I'm fascinated by him. I've he's done so many movies. I haven't seen a lot of them. I was like, he was in the Purge, and then I saw the poster for this new Purge. I was like, hmm, maybe I should see at least the first Purge. See what see what see what's going on with that series. Yeah, have you seen them all? Um, let me look and see how many Purge movies there are. I think there's a lot. <laughs> An interesting idea. Oh man, Gary. So, um. It is, it's actually a comment. The way I take it is it's a commentary on uh, consumerism, like ultra consumerism. Oh, really? Yeah. And, and just like the wealth gap, it really, I think is, it, it shines a light on that and it's weird. Uh, there are five, and I believe I have seen the first three at least. Um, I don't think I saw the first purge. And then now this is the Forever Purge is the newest one that's out right now. Uh, Space Jam comes out this Friday, or no, next Friday. Oh, yeah. Uh, the the new Legacy. I'll probably... Does that have? Uh, lo- I'm just guessing here. This is LeBron James instead of Michael Jordan? Yep, yep, yep. You nailed <laughs> yes. it. And Don I mean, what Cheadle else for do? some reason. Like, Whoa, really? Yeah, so... Uh, All right. So they... In the Mark first Tom. one, it's aliens, right, that come down mm-hmm. and they bring all of the goon squad and that's who Michael Jordan has to fight. In this <laughs> one, uh, 
John Cheeto plays a self-aware AI that kidnaps his son into the digital realm. And he has, uh, LeBron James has 24 hours to put together a team to defeat his goon squad that are all digital. Hmm. And uh, they go to like 3D animation and they look totally different. It's weird. So, hmm. uh, were you a fan of that? Uh, the, the, the original? So, there is a very sentimental story with that movie where um, my nephew, uh, when was the original one? When did the original one came out? I'm going to guess oh. 96. Oh, that's a not a, confident. There's a beagle situation going on in the background. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, man. They're packed up, man. If it, somebody probably walked out front, and actually, I think it's the bride. I think she's out doing yard work, oh, and they're barking at her. Man, those, they are upset. Oh, listen to that howl! Wow. <laughs> I'm gonna mute. No, no, no! It's all, it's hilarious. <laughs> it is pretty funny. Oh. I mean, when it's not infuriating, it's funny. I it would so I have this thing where. Mia does the bark that is like long and drawn out like that, and it, it will startle me. And if oh, it, I hate that, and it, yeah, if me. it startles yeah. me, like I am instantly blood red raging. Like, what the yep, fuck I, are you barking at? Shut the fuck up! Like, absolutely. Oh. I put that in my marriage vows. The bride's not supposed to startle me because I become enraged. <laughs> oh, I would like it. Just like she does this bark that just makes me jump. And uh, what was I even looking up? Oh, the first Space Jam, Space Jam movie. I think it was 1996. Okay. Oh, is it really? Yeah. 96. If only I knew useful things. <laughs> uh, you nailed it. Yeah. Well done. So I was 16 and just I must have just gotten my license when that came out because it was in the theater and I took my nephew. I like asked my sister if I could take him to the movies. And we went. We were going to go see Space Jam at Great Oak Cinema, the little two-screen theater oh, in Wadsworth. Yeah, uh, I, that's where I saw I saw um, Batman '89 in that theater. Yes, sir. Me too. I remember that. I saw Iron Eagle in that theater. I oh saw, my god! I saw um, Howard the Duck in that theater. What? Yeah, I've still never seen Howard the Duck. Yeah, Fuck, that's amazing. So, like. Go, I want to know every movie. Keep going. Yeah, this is great. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think what other ones have st- like Jurassic Park. We I think we saw Jurassic yeah. Park in that theater. Let's um, go back and forth. I saw. <laughs> I don't know why this first. I thought. <laughs> I think I saw Empire Strikes. Or I think I saw part of Return of the Jedi in that theater. That's my oh, earliest yeah. movie memory. The only part I recall is when they're being brought in front of Jabba, and that whole thing of like you know it's like. How we doing? Oh, same as always. That bad, huh? Like, I, I remember that <laughs> bit, but that's it. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if that's because, because I would have been, f- I could have been four. So that's conceivable that I would be there and remember. Um, wow. But so I don't know, though, if they took me out of the theater anyway. But I have I that memory. Super young at Iron Eagle. I remember at, uh, my dad wanting, like, took me there. And I just kept wanting concessions and he like didn't get to watch the movie at all. Cause I just like kept going out and like, I want that now. And oh, he, that's great. Yeah. So, yes. uh, but Batman 89, I definitely remember enjoying that. And I definitely remember 
Howard the Duck because that has in the opening sequence you're on the you're in the duck dimension, and mm. so like everybody is a duck person like he is, and when he gets sucked to our dimension, he like there's this like comic bit where he just gets sucked through all these apartments, you know, like if, so if you can think like it's the normal normally the bit is a chase. And they will chase through multiple apartments, like as shit is happening, right? Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. Think like that, but he's being sucked through the walls, right? <laughs> yeah. So he's yeah. like flying through all these apartments, and he flies through the bathroom, and there's a female duck person there, which this doesn't make any sense whatsoever. But my like young brain, like my eight year old brain, is just like, ooh, probably younger than that, like ooh, titties. Like oh, this yeah. female duck person is in a bath and she's got her hair up in a towel and she's sitting in the bathtub and her boobs are there. Oh, oh yeah. Like I heard, I, I've heard that discussed. You're not alone in that. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, I remember like seeing the titties and I'm just like, Oh, and I remember <laughs> like that. I can see that scene happening in my memory. Like, yeah. With, uh, oh man. So, <laughs> That's great. Yeah. So back to that makes me want to watch that movie. I've never seen it. Oh, but I've always man. been curious. Yeah, I got to see these duck boobs. Yeah, it's a production company Lucasfilm. I knew that. I was looking for the connection. Yeah, no, he he <laughs> like that he that he was begging on that to be his next franchise. It's only PG, but I've heard this is kind of naughty with Leah Thompson. Oh my god! And she has a couple scenes where she's like in her underwear. Oh, I, I'm going to sound like a creeper, so I'm going to. I know. Yeah, me too. Because uh, Leah Thompson her underwear is a kryptonite for me. Like in, in Space Camp, her oh, and Kelly yeah. Preston, like when they're getting oh, ready to go yeah, up in space. Oh, yeah, that scene. Oh, Jesus. yeah. That is fantastic. There, here, click that link. You can at least see this. It's off-putting. And you this have to wonder, was. like, oh, oh, no. <laughs> that is okay. <laughs> Why would a duck have boobs? That's the question. There, it's a... Why is it so, like human-esque yeah why is there a, why is there like a martini in that duck's hand so oh, oh, well that's i mean oh. you're in the duck dimension so just think all oh okay people sorry stuff, <laughs> all people stuff but with ducks are those knees in front of the boobs kind of those kind of yeah oh no 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 oh it's getting hot in here tim robbins <laughs> that's a lot is in this tim robbins i I have to see this. Yeah. It's been long enough. I am sold on so many levels. <laughs> I, I might actually. So I wanted to watch uh, uh, Return of the Living Dead. Oh, yeah. Right that with you, which we have to talk about. Yeah. Uh, but what t what time are we on this till? Seven? Or I got another like uh, almost an hour, I think. For okay. Dinner and stuff right. like that. Yeah. Okay. Because uh, I want to talk about that too. But so... I have a nostalgia for Space Jam just in the sense that it was the first time I was able to take my nephew to the movies, like just us. And I drove yeah. him there and we got tickets to Space Jam and we walked into the theater and we were literally the only two people in there. We were the only tickets that <laughs> sold for that show. Oh and I yeah. was like, so you have the whole theater in front of you. I'm like, buddy, we can have any seat you want. Where do you want to sit? <laughs> yeah. And he picked the front row. <laughs> oh. It's so, like his first movie. This is terrible. Well, he's a little kid, you know. It's, it's yeah. exciting to sit in the front row. 
So uh, it's a good idea on some level, I suppose. So we sat in the front row in an empty theater and watched Space Jam, the original Space Jam. So when this got announced, he's like, we're going. Oh, we're that's gonna, great. We're going to sit in the theater and we're going to sit in the very front row and oh, yeah. watch this again. So we'll we'll see if that happens. I don't I, oh, I would love I would I love so. for that to happen, but uh it does if it doesn't that's that's okay. That's great. So, that's yeah. really nice. Well, I have a lot of good memories of that that theater. Oh. And it it is de- so it part of it, it helps illustrate my issue that I have with the movie person I have become where it's like there was, there is no high tech in that theater. It's not stadium seating. Mm-hmm. It's not like yeah. didn't even exist. I mean, when we were, yeah, up, but... absolutely. And, and it did not progress. That's the other thing too, though. Like a lot of theaters oh, like yeah. retrofitted that kind of stuff. And yeah. It did not. It literally just stayed this little two screen theater. I wonder if it is still open. Uh, that's what is I that needed what to know. Yeah. Great, great Oaks Wadsworth. Permanently closed. Oh, that's a bummer. I, I, I had my first date there. Like <gasps> date. Like really? With uh, you can beep her name out. Oh, I don't. Oh, maybe and, I, I have a vague memory of and, that and his little sister. All which they're all everybody in that I just said is all grown up now. But this probably yeah. would have been well, it was when Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles came out into the theater and we all yeah. went and saw a Teenage Mutant Ninja like my like my mom dropped the me and Joe and his little sister off and Yolanda met us there. Her parents dropped her off and my mom made us take a Polaroid picture. I have no idea where that Polaroid is at. That's adorable. But it existed at one point in time. It was that's hilarious. Oh, uh, that's but I, I, I I'm looking at this um this copy uh photo here and it yeah i just found one or a couple yeah there's another one here so this says that this is actually a pretty good little thing here uh standalone theater at the edge of a strip mall this will help paint the picture so a standalone theater at the edge of a strip mall it was opened in June 17, 1977 with Sylvester Stallone and Rocky and Jack Lemmon in Airport 77. It was closed on March 15, 2020 due to COVID. Uh, the, oh, man. <clears throat> it made it that long? The closing movie was Walt Disney Pixar animation feature Onward. It was announced in June 2020 that the closure would be permanent. Ah. Uh, I dropped a picture and that shows the marquees. I remember those marquees so well. Oh my gosh. Just looking at that corner shot. Yeah, that was the one. I, yeah. So for people to understand who have never, you have to imagine it's like a gray stone building. That's perfectly, it's a perfect rectangular prism. It was literally designed as a shell for to house two theaters and it has two marquees uh signs that have the cinema one that tells you what they're showing on that screen and cinema two on the other screen and those line up the built that like it's literally that is the left and right side of the building it had one concession stand that you when you first went into the lobby there was a ticket booth there 
and they would spit the tickets out of that little pop-up thing. And then they would tear it right there and you would go in and there was the that was the lobby that had the bathroom and the concession stand, a really long concession stand with like two popcorn counters and then candy uh, in the middle. And it was like the theater, the actual theater entrances on either side. On right? either side, yeah. So like, yeah. and uh, oh man, what a great, just a great little nostal piece of nostalgia seeing these photos. And yeah, and that's kind of it. I mean, to to be close to us. I, I yeah, it I, I don't know until... that there were many other options, and uh, at least I don't know that my parents never took us anywhere else for the longest time. I remember it, that it took a while for Montrose and for Worcester to get the multiplexes. Other than that, yeah. I think Akron would have been the closest theater. I, yeah, like the theater, the the mall. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah Rolling Acres had a theater in it, right? And yeah. uh, I think there was a downtown theater in Worcester, but Wadsworth was mm. closer. So yeah, because there is that downtown theater. Do you remember going to Dusty's? Did you go to Dusty's movie with me and yeah, uh, yeah. Suds? I think that was at that downtown theater in Worcester. Oh like yeah, he made yeah. that movie in it. Yeah, they rented that out. Exactly. Play. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, that. but that was the only time I ever went there. I think. <laughs> like, like to think of this. So like, you, if you know Ritman, there's nothing to do in Ritman, including after a while, there was not even shopping anymore in Ritman. There yeah. was just like the grocery store. So that closest thing that you could get to that would be great oaks in wadsworth mm -hmm. and yeah. it's this boulevard where it's got shopping on either side of the boulevard it's not very long maybe quarter mile stretch of road it's much more build up now but yeah. I, I remember i i cannot tell you i can picture it in my head that drive down great oaks boulevard oh yeah you and, know what's really bizarre is in the last week i I was going through something working on a VHS project, trying to find this little clip of something I couldn't find. And I discovered something where I think this was Moto, one of his high school projects. And he had the camera rolling and he was going to take it back to WCTV. And they go along that stretch. Oh, man. Yes. Yeah, so you see like the Taco Bell and the Arby's and the yeah. McDonald's. Yeah. And those were the closest like fast food even to yeah. us. And until yeah. I don't remember the year. Actually, maybe I do. <laughs> I think it might have been. Because my first quote unquote date, which is not a date, didn't work out well at all, was at Hardee's, and in, in, oh, which was the first um, uh, fast food restaurant in uh, in, Ritman. in Ritman, and then a Burger King followed shortly thereafter. But for the longest these, time, that was it. These two Wadsworth. white marquees being like they always would draw my eye. I would always look to see what movies were playing in that theater. Even I saw Death Warrant there. Like oh. that was my first Van Damme movie in a theater. I saw it there. Man, I, I saw. Um, I think the last movie I might have seen there was possibly Batman and Robin, and I slept through most of it, <laughs> <laughs> like in 1998, I want to yeah. say. But I went there so many times, and I have a lot of specific memories. But that's really nice about the the Space Jam and the nephew. I I hope you get to do the the new one. Oh, I, I got. I like. I, I, you know. Train wreck. Um, but what's his name? I just forgot it. Oh, LeBron James and train wreck is fucking magic. <laughs> so oh, yeah, I support him being in movies. I, I, I I'm probably not going to seek it out, but if it were on TV and like a nephew of mine or something wanted to see it, I might be like, all right, okay. I don't want to watch it, but I'm like, well, let me see what LeBron James is up to. Yeah. He's like, I got free texting. I, I think uh, that 
it'll you know if he he's even remotely as entertaining as he was in Trainwreck, it'll be worth <laughs> watching. So, woo, my boy got intimate. <laughs> <laughs> Every everything he does in that was perfect. <laughs> uh, he doesn't want to. What's the split the bill with Bill Hader? Oh yeah, <laughs> because he's like this will create resentment if I always pay for everything. <laughs> Oh, oh my god it's so awesome yeah oh <laughs> classic that's, that's delightful so uh I, there's that's that's uh great oaks and space jam space jam yeah so that howard the duck i'm glad that oh came yeah out you gotta check I, out how to can't wait know on that one that's <laughs> i i might need to track where did you find that to watch uh it says it's free on uh peacock oh okay which uh I wonder if it's free, like even if you don't, you know, if even if you just like sign up, yeah, or even if you don't, ads, yeah, even if you don't pay, yeah. I I watched my first movie or started to on Peacock, uh, the third of the Fast and Furious movies, the Tokyo Drift, and so they they have ads at the beginning for maybe like two minutes or so, but they're like once these are over, then the movie will play without ads. But we do have a some level of subscription. But uh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I'm 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 intrigued. I've been kind of curious for years. <laughs> it is now. I'm haunted by those duck boobs. Duck boobs, man. <laughs> oh, I'm bringing them up again. I'm just like, geez, like why? I clicked on it. It's upsetting. It's no wonder that made a lasting impression on you. <laughs> Sure, it did every kid that saw that. Yeah, because, well, the first question is, why does the duck have boobs? And the second question is, why is the duck having boobs making me feel this way? Like, right. <laughs> Very valid questions. Yeah. Well, I hate to like pivot on boobs and be so creepy, but one of the things that struck me about Return of the Living Dead was the incredible amount of nudity in the, in the form of that one character. Who took her clothes off early and never put them back on? <laughs> I mean, hang on, I gotta. Do you remember that? I have. I it, this has been probably over a decade since I've seen this movie, so it was not what I expected. Uh, Return of the Living Dead, but I really enjoyed it. Um, let's see. I know that it. Uh... 1985 and i was curious because i had heard recently so it's billed as a horror comedy that it was something of a spoof and i think we talked about recently how it's like where the brains thing was introduced yep. that became part of the general zombie lore um but i was i didn't realize that it took place in the 80s and was this kind of like the in the opening scenes and stuff they're sort of saying uh that they're talking about night of the living dead and like, Oh, that was true. And on all this. So it's this weird meta thing. Um, and then I was noticing like the, there's about, like a about this lady, gang right? here. Yeah. I probably, it's gotta be the same lady. <laughs> Mr. Skin. Oh yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That is crazy. Can we talk about, Lene Quigley's Barbie doll crotch in the Return of the Living Dead. Yeah, that really threw me for a loop. Um, I was not prepared for, for any of that. 
1985, I don't, I don't, like, you would think it to be more hair than less. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. to see that completely Barbie doll thing, I it just that that amount of full frontal nudity, I was not <laughs> was not prepared for. I'm surprised I don't remember that at all. I, I probably remember her dancing because she like dances on a grave, right? That's what she's yeah. doing on that thing. And yeah, uh, I remember. Is this the like get that damn screwdriver out of my head? Like, do they make that joke in there, or is that the seat? One of the it's probably I'm the not sequel. sure. Does he might, have a head have in a bag? Seat. Like, is there a head in a bowling bag? No, not no. well, not that I recall. At, okay. at a certain point, there are body parts chopped up into garbage bags that that the guy. Uh, is saying are are weevils or weasels or something like that that are yeah got rabies that they need to incinerate. <laughs> um, but what I wasn't yeah I just wasn't prepared. Uh, so what does this say? So what pushed me over at the edge though was I think on the lunch meet like Instagram page it had a picture of some cemetery and something very specific about the date and perhaps holding up the movie. I don't know how I connected it to the movie. Oh, it's a couple things. It's kind of, that's a long walk that you don't need. But event, I got the idea that this movie took place on this date that I was seeing these images, July 3rd. And so I was like, hmm, this came up with Palmer. I don't have a particular thing that I've got to watch for sure tonight <laughs> in my sort of weird <laughs> like working through whatever so i'm like well let me just try this it's on hbo max let's do it and so uh so i watched it and was really delighted and just kind of unex i didn't realize it was going to be an 80s movie uh, and so like 1985 oh and it's August like pure, 1985 it's like pure 80s too yeah like i i because the, the like the kids are all dressed i was like this seems like the dark knight in terms of like the punk kids and stuff like are they referencing i'm gonna see what year this came out the dark knight returns came out in uh and I was like questioning the timelines of all this stuff like when did Day of the Dead George Romero's like 80s zombie movie come out and it was 1985 I think it was like maybe the month before or something like oh. that but also oh, 86 so okay yeah anyway Dark Knight no maybe Dark Knight uh, spoofed that spoofed Return yeah, of the Living Dead maybe yeah maybe Frank Miller was like look at how these kids are dressed in this fucking <laughs> Barbie doll <laughs> zombie. Uh, but yeah, I was just, I don't know. I was just really entertained by it. There, there's this one guy. So like clue Gulliger. <laughs> I had seen, he's also, he's a very kind of arch guy. He plays the guy who owns the, not, the, it's not a funeral home or like, what is it's like it? A, I don't know. It's like a science repository or something, right? Yeah. Like yeah, where they supposedly had one of the, the the whatever it was that sparked the zom well the flesh eaters or whatever the fuck the zombie outbreak that was chronicled the night of the living dead. But uh, I had seen him. He's in he he the same year he's in uh, Into the Night. This movie with Jeff Goldblum and Michelle Pfeiffer, directed by John Landis, that I always liked. And uh, he kind of plays the same guy. He just you know does a different thing and. Uh, so he, he caught my attention. Anyway, I recognize a lot of the people and I just fell right into the kind of 80s vibe of it. But I just didn't know the 80s was going to be a part of it, if that makes sense. I 
I don't know what I expected, but I was really delighted and I had a really great time with it. And so much so that I, I attempted to make popcorn, not microwave popcorn, but like something someone gave us a kit. And I tried it one other time recently. It didn't go so well. And, uh, like, let me try this again. <laughs> and then it went a little better. I burnt it a little less. And I even like, you know, I had like one drink too many and uh, regretted it. Even during, I'm like, I'm not even enjoyed this. I'm going to feel like shit tomorrow. But this is a fun movie and I got popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> I was really happy when it was when it was all happening. So I'm, I was glad to have the opportunity to kind of follow through on that and, and enjoy this movie. I'd always heard about, but never seen. Yeah. It it had like the dog thing, right? Like the little puppy, half puppy thing. Yeah, it was like um, Cut in half. bifurcated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that uh, I need to watch that again, and it's on HBO Max. That's one of the ones we have again. Yeah. So, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, short too. It was only ninety one minutes, and so that was. Hey, I feel like if you breeze. can, like, if you can make something enjoyable that lasts ninety minutes, that's an accomplishment, right? Like. The lo- oh, it's almost a lost art <laughs> yeah because that was kind of the standard for a really long time and nowadays yeah movies are much longer and all that was driven by vhs right because that was like oh. 90 minutes i i think that's like there's a there was a maximum amount of time that you could fit on one cassette and so that drove a oh, lot of yeah. the industry to like make movies fit that time frame and, yeah, and if well and if they're shorter in theaters you can get in more showing exactly was, was part of the thing too before multiplexes yep, yeah yep and so uh then i mean streaming has fucked all of it because that then it's like yeah. like netflix doesn't care if it's four hours long we'll just make it a limited series then at that point so yeah or long like a lot of their movies seem to be long yep so uh yeah that's interesting 90 minutes man if you can tell a great story at night you notice like horror though that fits that that it's still that's the one genre that still hits that 90 minutes like and can and I think that's just pure saturation. You you're I, I, I think if you try to go any longer, people will become demystified by the trick you're trying to pull off. You know, uh, like yeah. Um yeah. That's interesting. What have you been watching and, and, and into? Um we watched mo like the first act of uh, Last Action Hero, and then we all fell asleep on it. Ash's dad came out and visited uh, this past weekend, and he was here in, from like Thursday night to Sunday. It was great to have him here. <clears throat> um, and we tried to sit down and watch that, and we all passed out too much. We we just ate like. We didn't fast at all this past weekend, and that's probably uh, tough to do with company. Yeah, and a holiday weekend like we took Friday off to extend the long weekend a little bit, so we got Friday and Monday off. And uh, you know, we just we our rule is we have typically not fasted on long weekends like that because you want to enjoy them. So yeah, uh, but yeah, Last Action Hero. Um, I'm trying to think what else. We've watched since the last time I talked to you. Um, I talked about Love, Death, and Robots. I know that. Is that the last thing that I watched? It might be. Ash, uh, remind, remind me of that. I, I it rings a bell, but like I said, I forget everything. 
So it's an anthology series. That's why we. T- I know we talked about it because I talked about how much I love anthology series. Yeah. Uh, so it's a uh, anthology series. Do you remember the show Heavy Metal or the movie Heavy Metal from the eighties? I if, uh, I know of it. Like I remember when it came to VHS yeah. in the nineties, or maybe yeah. it was re-released or something. Uh, it was a big deal. I don't know if I ever actually made it through or watched it, but I was very aware of it. Yeah. So it was a. Uh, it, it it's based on a sci-fi anthology magazine by the same title, like comic by the same title, and think in the vein of Creepshow or Tales from the Crypt. Oh yeah, uh, but science fi- more science fiction and fantasy based than horror mm. based, right? So mm-hmm. that would be Heavy Metal the magazine, and then Heavy Metal the movie was the same thing, and they made Heavy Metal two thousand, which both of those were these science fiction fantasy anthology vignettes all streamed together by one overarching narr- uh, narrative device that linked all these little vignettes together that all um, explored stories from the magazine. So I didn't know this, but David Fincher was a huge fan of heavy metal and had been working on trying, it was a pet project of his trying to reboot it. And Netflix took him up on it, but they couldn't get, I don't know if they couldn't get the rights to the name heavy metal or if it just became this, it's own thing called love, love, death. And then it's the plus sign for and robots. Hmm. And the first season has, I forget how many episodes. The second season only had like eight episodes and some of them are only like five minutes long. That that's part of the reason why I love it is because they let the story be as long as it needs to be. Yeah. So there's a couple of them that are pushing like 20 minutes. That would be a half hour show. And then other ones that are only like five minutes long. There's this fantastic Christmas one in the second season. Uh, that's only like seven minutes long. And I, I even had Ash. I was like, you have to watch this. It's very entertaining. Um, Santa is this like, absolutely disgusting monster that's like all creepy and gangly and the kids like sneak down thinking they're going to see santa and they end up seeing this thing that like has an articulated tongue and like is walks on all these like disjointed things and slimy and it like (laughs) it goes to the girl and it's like and it says this thing and it's like and it throws up a present like the presents like all slimy and everything and it gives it to her and then it touches her brother and does the same thing. And it goes up the chimney. It like climbs and like squ- scurries up the chimney to go to the next house. And right before it did that, it like touched them both and said, be good. And then it went up the chimney. And so then it cuts to them being in bed. I'm spoiling all this five no, minutes. No, that's okay. I, I love story. this. Yeah. Uh, and it cuts to them in bed, like wide awake, because he opens the present and it's exactly what he wanted. And the the Santa creature had like both judged both of them and said good before it threw up the present. And so the sister says to the brother, who they're like laying in bed wide awake, their eyes are like this big. And she's like, Billy, what would have happened if we wouldn't have been good? And it's like, and then it cuts to black. <laughs> and it's like, oh man, uh, it's that just that kind of like really smart storytelling. 
but this was came from that pet project of David Fincher wanting to make a heavy metal reboot, I guess. Wow. Really awesome. Really worth checking out. Uh, the second season, I binged the whole thing in one sitting. I mean, in probably less, like right around an hour. It's not very long at all. Yeah. Uh, really? And, it's, and that's Netflix? Uh, Netflix, yep. And it's all different animation styles. So like one of them looks like, will look like an 80s cartoon. And the next one will look like anime. And the next one will be a combination of live action and computer animation put together. Uh, it's all this like mixed media and different story telling styles. Really, it's really awesome. That's so cool. What can happen like when those things like don't work out when like, he, you know, he set out to do one thing, didn't work out, but he made this other thing that was like its own thing and now really cool. Like Stranger yeah. Things. Wasn't yeah. that like supposed started as an attempt to remake or to, to do it and then they couldn't. And so then they ended up oh, I there and making that up. I don't know. I didn't know that. That could <laughs> very my, well be true, though. In my I, mind, I like you told story. me that, but, <laughs> but I like that. But story. I think I've dreamed it up, but which which speaking of stranger things we you know we like to have sunday night ritual type programs and we didn't really have something like that and so this last weekend we actually had a really fun long weekend i don't know how if i can say that say that especially with like the last like shit's hard a lot of time but we just had so much fun and part of it was the suggestion on sunday she was like what do you think about rewatching the third season of stranger things i was oh, like oh nice. that sounds fun yeah we put it on i was like Ooh, this was a good idea <laughs> like i was that's awesome it, that is such a fun show um anyway i love um, steve steve's my yeah like, and, uh, and talk about bros like looking out for bros like that like the way he Steve just, and dustin oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah warms my heart it's just oh, so yeah. well done and that's like that character of course in the first season they could have really gone a certain way with him and so yep. to see him kind of make a different choices really nice and then but so like by the third season where it's like it's ethan hawk's daughter and uma thurman's daughter uh what's her name i can't remember sam, her name or the one that works sam, at the ice cream sam is the red yeah the the ice cream place but uh with steve but she's like you know you're <laughs> those kids are here again or whatever your your children friends are here i don't know what but, but it's uh i don't know i I think I really enjoyed season three. I remember not super loving two, but then when I rewatched it really did. Yeah. So I think there's something about rewatching it and knowing where it's going to go to where you like, you enjoy the thing you're seeing, but you know, like how great it's going to get or how all of it's going to pay off the things that they're setting up. That's been my experience anyway, to where you're, you're able to enjoy the, uh, the second viewing all, all the more, um, which is nice. I don't rewatch a ton of things TV show wise. So it's nice to, so maybe that, that happens a lot, <laughs> you know, yeah. things are set up and pay off, but it, yeah. So I've really enjoyed that. But then new, uh, new show she saw on prime, I think, and just like, Oh, let's try this. And got a few minutes in. She's like, Oh, David's going to like this is Frank of Ireland. Heard of this? That sounds familiar. Is it a show? So the, it's a show, yeah. There's, I guess there are... So far, there's one season that came out this year, and it says, at 32 years old, Frank is a new is newly single and still lives at home with his mother. A self-proclaimed musician with a tenuous hold on reality, his loyal best friend, Doofus, has a full-time job of cleaning up the debris left in his wake. <laughs> so this... Uh, 
it, it's an Irish show. Um, one of my favorite things that we that she's that the bride has introduced me to in the last few years is Dairy Girls, which is an Irish show about like school age, like high school age kids, girls from Dairy, uh, Ireland. So the the which I've really enjoyed the kind of dynamic of that show. But this is about these like mid early thirty fuck up early thirties fuck ups, played by real life brothers Brian and Damon Gleeson. Oh you know, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know this thing. I didn't know there were like I knew of Damal Gleason. Like I, you know, seen him in the Star Wars movies, seen him in the was it Dex Machina and uh I saw him in some sort of romantic show recently. Um but anyway, he plays Doofus. Like <laughs> that's the name. So he's like the be- like the hapless best friend that uh the loyal best friend who's got a full-time job of clearing up the debris left in his wake. And Brian Gleason, who plays the t- titular character, he looks I, like I. It was looking at him. I'm like, is that Brendan Gleason's son? And then that's when the bride. The bride is my personal Google. I will generally not have my phone by. I just find. I mean, like hearing from you is great. Like hearing from certain people make me happy. But I find that mm, I can. It's best not for me to have my phone all the time. But the yeah. bride has got hers glued to her hands. And so if I need to know something, I'm just, I'll ask a random question, assuming that she will look it up. And if she hasn't started, I'll sort of be like, I mean, I, yeah, I really need to know. <laughs> anyway, she's my Google. So, she, so, so I pose these random thoughts and then she looks into him and says, you know, you have your own supercomputer. I was like, yeah, but who needs that? When I have you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, so yeah, she found all that out about how they're real life brothers and all this. And, uh, it, it's hard to explain like it's definitely a comedy but it's just kind of <laughs> it's so absurd and there's like a movie theme we've only watched a few of them and there aren't that many so she's like hoarding them joking with me like you're never gonna see the rest of these four but the first one there's all these taxi driver references and it's kind of set up like taxi driver like it kind of does the music type thing gets into taxis quoting some of the lines anyway but the second one they do like a misery type vibe. And I realized oh. like, oh, this is going to be part of the dynamic of the show is that each of the episodes is that must be this whole like tenuous hold on reality. Mind of Philip. <laughs> but, oh my God. It kind of is. That's awesome. Mind of Philip. Minus the actual playing in the movie in between. Yeah. But anyway, that's a really fun show. There are very few of them, but. And it's newly discovered for me just as of like a couple days ago. I, 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 I love it. all these like acting families. Like Brendan Gleeson mm-hmm. is their dad. That's just so awesome. Yeah. Oh, it is so cool. And you'd kind of know it from looking at the one guy because he has a beard and stuff. But I, I never guessed is, it. Is this this show? Oh, Hang on. Let me send you this. Check this out. Is he in there in the show? Is Brendan Gleeson in that show too? Not that I've seen yet. Oh shit! That's the show, though. He's gonna be in it. <laughs> oh, well, you never see his dad in the first couple, and he lives with his mom. Oh, if oh, it's all God. three of them on I the screen wait. together, I gotta check that out. Like, I love oh, both man. of them so much, and I, it, I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure that Brian Gleason is just as funny. Oh, he's he's very funny. He's much kind of. He's got this. He reminds me of his father, whereas I didn't know that Donald Gleason was related i he looks so different yeah uh oh that's a really fun show that yeah i mean if i'm gonna get a spoiler that's more of an enticement oh sorry (laughs) no that's great i'm 
I'm thrilled. I thought you <laughs> that had, that's where that's going. That's, yeah, that's awesome. Oh man. Holy shit. Oh, my uh, whole imagination is captured by that. I can't think of nothing else suddenly. I'm like, I need to know <laughs> what happens <laughs> when he gets his dad. Because it's so absurd. It's so absurd. I love this like blue so hat that he's this like hat that's too oh, small he, for his head yeah. and just like and his yeah, name oh, is Doofus. I guess that's all they call him. Oh, <laughs> and that's man. how they treat him. <laughs> that's how he behaves. <laughs> <laughs> that's so awesome. <laughs> oh. oh my god. Well, there's this one. I uh I have not seen this thing, and I hesitate to bring it up, but this trailer came through on a text chain with the bride and her cousin. Okay. That I kinda want to hit you with. I haven't watched it. Alright. But I think when we start it, you'll know why. <laughs> um, I'm bringing it up. So let's see. Oh, oh, oh. oh boy. Okay. I'm you, one second and you in. don't watch trailers. You don't watch trailers even. I mean, I don't seek them out. Uh, and a lot of times I don't want them to be like movies to be spoiled if I can help it. Yeah. Did you um, send the link to that? No, I'm about to. I'm one second in and I realize <laughs> this is going to be fun <laughs> for me. <laughs> Hopefully you. <laughs> so I paused I'm, it. All oh right. I'm at, zero, I'm at zero colon zero zero. <laughs> Shit. Okay. All right. On three. Zero colon zero zero. <laughs> and three. Hi, my name's Val. Oh. I don't do this with every interview I go on. I'll take you inside. Oh. But I'm going to. Oh Motherfucker. Oh, Holy you shit. son of a bitch. My name is Val Kilmer. I'm an actor. I honestly didn't know that it would be this intense. lived a magical life. <laughs> I've captured quite a bit of it. Yeah, push the button. I was the first guy I knew to own a video camera. Here we are, filming ourselves. Uh, is that a video camera? Yeah. Uh, Sean oh, Penn, really cool, Kevin though. Bacon. I have thousands of hours of videotapes and film reels that I've shot throughout my life and career. Shut the video camera off. I will keep it on until we're rehearsing. Oh, uh, I was recently diagnosed with throat cancer. Oh. I'm still recovering. And it is difficult to talk and to be understood. But I want to tell my story more than ever. I spent decades finding my voice. I was a perfectly normal person. Through characters. I give you about four takes with some different voices. Through movies. <laughs> One of the things they, they buy for all that money, your life for a period of time. I have behaved poorly. I have behaved bravely, bizarrely to some. How do you heal a broken heart? I see myself as a sensitive, intelligent human being, but with the soul of a clown. I've tried to hear the world and the world is It's a story about my life. That is also not. God my life. damn it! Oh. Motherfucker! That is not. I don't know what to expect, but. And now I'm gonna get canceled because of all the shit I said <laughs> about how Val Kilmer looks like Nick Nolte in that mugshot because <laughs> he fucking that, does. But that was before. 
Yeah, what, the, when it, like it shook, it took a shocking turn for me. I'm like, oh my god, I'm making fun of it. They're like, and then I throw cancer. I'm like, oh, <laughs> son of a bitch. Oh no, gonna make me feel fucking bad for Val Kilmer. You know how huh. much shit that guy he he depth charged so many productions with this prima donna bullshit. Like, was literally considered one of the worst. Like the new Marlon Brando. Like, the, yeah. The, like, and he like did it to Marlon Brando, right? Yeah, that's exactly. I almost watched that movie this last weekend. The like, uh, um, that's still available. The the behind the scenes fiasco of Island oh, of Doctor. And Monroe. that is a great documentary. Great documentary. Uh, yeah, I, man, I like, seriously, I, part of that is my, like this frustration, this is going to sound awful because I haven't even seen this movie. So I saw that this documentary like was making a big splash at, at con. Uh, oh, you did. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I had no idea. So, like I, up to the point where we clicked that I didn't know it existed. I didn't know what it was going to be like, but it's like motherfucker. These guys are tyrants and assholes and like literally waste millions of dollars of money in production value. Right. And like, and now this awful thing happened to him and it is awful and unfair, especially for somebody that uses their voice for a living. But like, should you give him redemption? And I wonder, I wonder if, cause he says like, I behaved really badly yeah. or whatever. I wonder if he'll, uh, own up to some of that in this. Yeah. I, and I do like Val Kilmer. That's the problem. That's also part of like the joke about it is like, ah, oh, son of a bitch. I'm sure it's going to be amazing <laughs> and I'm sure I'm going to watch it. I am. And it's on Amazon. So that's, that's going to make it <laughs> totally worth Hard. it. Yeah. Uh, it's so accessible it's so accessible shit i that 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 is so much more seductive um than i think i've given credit for given yeah. so i'm always looking to watch such specific things but i it has so often been my experience that if i want to watch a thing that it's rarely as like on the things that rarely as accessible to me as like a click of a button. Like I have to really seek it out and right. blah, blah, blah. But like just last weekend when I was like return the living dead, Oh, it happened on this day. Where's this? Oh, and I could click a button. And I was right there. I'm like, yeah. well, this is how the world lives. I think. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's weird. It's getting easier, but it's also, there are so many more services, but anyway, when it is just right there, it's hard. I, I can't watch, wait to watch that now. I'm, I mean, I'm going to watch it. It's when is the I am fascinated. August sixth. Yeah. Ugh. August sixth. So yeah, I will watch it. I, I will for <sighs> sure watch it. Uh I'm conflicted about Yeah, I know. Like, sharing that with you and just seeing it at all. <laughs> I uh well I mean and I the joke was he was gonna be my celebrity, my celebrity nemesis, right? Was gonna be Doc yeah, That's a good one. That's a great one actually. Yeah. <laughs> so uh shit oh and the hero is only as good as his nemesis i think this is worthwhile yeah <laughs> oh. oh that's so awesome um <laughs> while we're on amazon prime they uh and anthology series so there's love death and robots on netflix which is this great animated science fiction fantasy series definitely check that out uh horror anthology there is a 
uh, I, I don't know who it was. One of it's either shout or scream or one of those channels did a reboot of creep show and turned that into an anthology series. Oh yeah. I saw the first one of those. Uh, and Amazon has it. It's really good. Like it's, Oh cool. Like if I, I remember correctly, Adrian Barbeau is in it. Yeah. I'm like, like, yeah, yep. Yep. I saw her. In one of the episodes, and it was, there's a couple like Stephen King yeah, adaptations. Gray Matter, in it, I think. What's that? Yeah, like I think it was Gray Matter from Night Shift is yep. one of the first. Uh, yep. And then there was another one with a dollhouse that I think has oh, the yeah. girl that Super plays creepy. Judith and in in, yeah. uh, in Walking Dead. Yep. Yeah, I, I I enjoyed what I saw, and I I think I just saw it on a thing where I could only watch the first episode at the time. Oh, that's cool. Uh, I would definitely. I got a piss like a racehorse. Oh, do you want to piss and then we go we go wrap up or you want to just wrap up uh i i might need to piss and then we can wrap up actually sure. <laughs> so i was, uh, I, was gonna, right. I was gonna hold it but it's it's ready. no don't you it's hurt there. yourself yeah, i have I recently yeah, for okay. three weeks <laughs> oh shit yeah okay. i'm better now but it took a while all right i'll be back <laughs> okay Yeah, it was like, oh no, you can make it till seven, and then it was like the next, literally, like the clock changed to the next minute. And it was like, hey, you better hurry. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, you never, never need to justify that to me. Oh, jeez, <laughs> it was intense. Yeah. Oh. I swear that. So I had that thing. I, I think I told you last time where it was like a three-hour meeting or something. I didn't expect oh, that. Oh yeah. Intense, so I didn't think about it. And I was like hurt and I was concerned. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it turned out like all, I th don't think I had them yet, but all the tests came back, no problems, all that. And they're like, if this persists, you know, look at, uh, get a uro you know, urologist and all this. I'm like, Jesus Christ. But uh, I started to take ibuprofen like after a couple of weeks. I'm just, because I remember before I got my butt cut off, the doctor was like, you know, ultimately these hemorrhoids and stuff are some sort of infl inflammation. So let's just try to take maximum ibuprofen. I don't remember the duration before we like go to surgery but yeah. i didn't do anything but um it kind of it did for this where it's like kind of going away i'm like oh thank god yeah but i basically just held it too long and then it hurt like ever kind of all the time and then especially when i peed or or ejaculated oh. it was oh. Like, oh. like yeah you can't you gotta be careful you gotta take you need your dick you need your dick for the rest of your life like it, yeah. like yeah. your dick needs to last as long as you do <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It needs and yeah. you need to be able to come, you need to be able to piss. These are you need essentials. to be able to get hard, like all those <laughs> like I, I feel like that's the basal level of yeah. like bodily function of of, like... of, of, of of the pursuit of happiness. You need to be able to do those <laughs> things as a man, right? Like and, Yes, sir. 
piss, come and get hard. And it's like if you need to do whatever you have to to make sure those three things continue to happen. It is so hard to be fucking happy in this world. And you like, oh yeah, yeah. Taking any of those. Well, I mean, I die if you can pee. Like the like the (laughs) that seems right. Same goddamn thing with the antidepressants. Like having that conversation with that doctor where I like. Like, can you come? Do you get to come, doctor? Like, don't <laughs> Did you say that? Me. Yeah. Like, I said oh, that. that's like, great. Good for you. Like, Good do you, you get to come? Because I can't right now. So that's more depressing than I was depressed before the pills. Like, yeah. Frustrated. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. And then I, yeah, I, I experienced that. And I was like, fuck this. <laughs> yep. Oh, <laughs> no. The hell with that. <laughs> and it's funny when I went in to make the, the change for the medication at the time to, and, I don't remember what I said. I didn't say anything very specific. Um, but they're like, oh, yeah, that's really common. He gave me this very knowing <laughs> look of like, they probably made the switch from one this one medication to another a billion times for dudes yeah. who had the same yeah. issue. Why, Did it, you ever it, then it's see? Like, um, like, why do you even prescribe it? Like, Right, right. I, I mean, maybe, maybe, oh, God, I don't know. Did you ever see The King of Staten Island? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was I was sort of shocked and delighted that that was discussed in there. Like, yep. was, that was part of the part of the movie. It was basically he's just on that medication. It helps him, but he can't climax, and that's just yeah, kind of kind of works out for his girlfriend, and he just accepts it. <laughs> oh, it's fucked up. It is fucked up, but it's it's like I yeah I remember that scene, and I remember thinking like, yep, I've that been there. Like, at least somebody gets to come. This whole thing, I'm like, oh, oh shit, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, got I peed. I feel a lot better. Yeah, you uh, didn't hurt yourself. Did not didn't, hurt myself. <laughs> I find uh, that any any injury at our age seems to linger. Like I kind of sprained my ankle, and it was just months of like rehab. And now it's like I think I'm done. <laughs> I I think the injuries we get now are just like this. they all of them pose the risk of being a permanent thing that you have to deal with <laughs> yeah. for the rest of your life. Like uh, that, I think is the most awful part of all. Of it. I would be okay if it just took longer to heal. But like, yeah. I, I, do you you have that one ache? Do you have that one ache where you're like, that's been there forever? I've that's hurt. Kinda, you know. Yeah, last summer I had uh i was getting a lot of pain in my lower back yeah and then i so i ultimately went in for physical therapy and the guy was like you know the exercise you're doing the karate in the garage and stuff like because your core is weak then you're you're making up for it with your hips and stuff like that and so that's where this injury is coming from you will have to you got to strengthen your core and so i did that for, i can't remember how many months it was a long fucking time and then at the end of it too it was just like you got to maintain like two days a week you gotta still do these exercises so i do that and i felt great like i actually have like ab muscles it's kind of wild like i feel great i feel stronger um but sometimes i'll still feel the twinge in that back left area despite all of it and i'll be like oh fuck is this it again is it just gonna go and then the next day it'll be like much better i'm like oh thank god but it just lingers yeah and the thing with my ankle the the guy was like once you get through once you feel better you don't have to do any maintenance with this one this have i I keep meaning to look how long it was because i need to know if like i should return the strength bands or whatever if if i'm done but i can do a running sidekick now with no pain i think that's good that is good and i feel like you know with this trouble i'm having at work this guy like if i came to it 
I could rupture an organ. And isn't that oh. really the goal of martial arts? <laughs> to, to, to injure your enemies. I've been studying with this guy, like, Greece. He's a, he's a veteran, and he's, he's making a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah like, <laughs> you want to harness the chi and drive it right into their spleen. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's like, can, no mercy. If you can and, rupture uh, his spleen, that's where it's at, man. Like, oh, and actually, this one kick that I do, I actually figure will actually hit the liver perfectly. I got a lot of power. Ooh. I can kick the bag to the back of the wall, man. Anyway, but Ooh, I still got to watch out. I got a lot of injuries. But yeah, you got to be careful. <laughs> you got to be careful what we say, but it's like, there are some people where it's just like, man, it would just be so satisfying to just, you know, that scene in snatch with the uh, Vinny where he's like, man, I haven't seen that since the theater. Remind me. It's when he's, his character is introduced. He's beating somebody up and he's just like, slamming a car door <laughs> and then you realize after the fact that it, he's not actually slamming a car door he's slamming a head inside the car door oh yeah oh my god and there's just it, you just have there's there's only like maybe two maybe three people that you just you just keep in your back pocket like man if the purge ever happened <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna totally do that i'm a beeline for this house yeah yeah <laughs> oh that's awful like it's, i know it's terrible because i i thought i would think that sometimes about this frustration and that's my next thought i'm just like man i experienced that one time like with my karate in the garage type stuff that it now involves like almost not almost but like a, a significant amount of time out there is spent stretching and like yoga type stuff i think i maybe i told you i learned some of the things from watching the tutorial from double d's bride like how to do the proper good morning things and i've kind of modified them blah 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 but like if i go out there and i am truly just furious and punching that bag a i will hurt myself and two i will not feel better <laughs> like i remember coming in from one time just wailing on the thing and the bride said something to me and i just started crying because <laughs> oh. <laughs> i was just a mess and then I was like, okay, on days like that, I can't be like leading with any kind of the whole thing. I can't, even though it's a profoundly aggressive endeavor, like you can't, I can't actually be leaning into that energy at all. Or oh, it defeats yeah. the purpose. It's, but it's so weird. And the first thought is so often to like, if I could just punch this motherfucker, <laughs> it would feel so much better. <laughs> and then I know that's not true. Well, even, you, even if it means kicking my bag as hard as I can, I'm likely just to feel so worse. It, it makes you want, do you ever do this kind of thinking? Because it starts to feel like one of those montages that you see in movies where it, it's part of the way that it helps communicate how this guy feels like the, the, the like title character feels like their life is at a dead end. Is there, they will insert fantasy montages of them doing exactly this, like beating somebody mm. up or like, I, I start to wonder where it's like, okay, is this, is that art imitating life? And everybody goes through this where they like image, just imagine these like shitty fucking things happening to people that are being shitty to you. Mm -hmm. Or am I inspired by that? You know, like, is life image, like, is, did that, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. Or, yeah, it's hard. I wonder. So yeah, I, I think it's just everybody images. feels that way. Like, if you have any modicum of so an too. imagination, you're going to, and it, just being an adult fucking sucks sometimes. It, like, it's cool oh, for God, a lot yeah. of things. You know, I can 
I can drink this booze and I can go play the lottery and go to a strip club and have a job and do all these other things that like being an adult affords because sometimes the job is okay. And then just most of the time though, it just sucks. It's just like this soul sucking cycle that you just repeat over and over and over again. Yeah. That, uh, I always think of that Jerry Maguire thing when it gets too bad. He's like, is a pride swallowing siege that I will never fully tell you about. <laughs> oh, exactly. That's why, that's why I relate to children so much. Cause they don't have to get, they, they, I, and I love it when they just freak out when they're not, I mean, I don't have kids. So when I see other people's toddlers just like throw tantrums, I just love it because I'm like, that's how I've, we all feel, I think, but we, yeah. We never dare express it. And if we do, like it, we, it's not a good look on a grown person no, to be like naked God, and stomping no. your feet and screaming, <laughs> you know, no. but that happens too. And yeah. So it's just sort of a, yeah, <laughs> you, you get to do that as a child, I guess, but, but it does, it, it becomes, uh, well, pretty unbecoming. <laughs> yeah. But it feels really satisfying in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. But then it takes all, sometimes it takes all that effort just to not do that thing. Not send an email. Not not send an email. Don't send it. Bruce Lee has this uh, saying that, that I I think about when trying to garner strength around these types of things sometimes where it's a, he's like, patience is not passive. On the contrary, patience is concentrated strength. And uh, so it is not, it's not like a passive thing to just not send that email like that. That took all of my effort yeah, today, yeah. <laughs> all of my patience, uh, and it was the right thing. But yeah. oh, I kind of hate to bring it back around to that. But this was fun. This was just what I needed to kind of pop Good. out of that for a second, see some duck boobs, and think about great oaks. And I love that story about uh, Space Jam and your and your nephew. Yeah, you should go watch Space. You should go watch uh, the duck boobs. The yeah, I may not do that tonight, but that's going to happen soon. Yeah. I, only because I... Howard the Duck. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I really appreciate you. Thank you for uh, everything. Oh, right and, back uh... at you, buddy. Thank you. You're <laughs> welcome. I uh, I wish I could... You know, I wish I could say it's getting better. It'll get better. But it. I just think it is. It just is. Right. Yeah, and I think a lot of it's just getting through. Like yep. the moment passes, and yep. it, it sucks, and another one will come up, and suck. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. You, yeah, you you have a better. I don't know if it's just because you switch gears to help me, but you have a better outlook on sort of your situation or contextualization of it than you did a few weeks ago. And I'm sure that that will ebb and flow. But it's nice. Yeah, to hear. yeah, yeah. It'll, you know, I hate it. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time. <laughs> I like the money. I like that my family is taken care of. If I have to sell my soul for eight hours a day for that, then just suck it up and do it, I guess. So well, and if nothing else, like the, some of the trick is then to find a way to, to keep it to that. But if you're like, be, I'm the thing that's really killing me is separating it. The yeah. rest of it, the rest of the hours. I'm yeah. Bad. Yeah. I'm, I'm bad. It bleeds over the, Oh, so okay. Well, I'm right. officially hit and stop, but this has been so fun. Awesome, dude. Start spinning out. Just look at those duck boobs.
You got it. You're like, I'm going to send that fucking email right after I look at these duck boobs. Duck boobs. Just making my screen like my background. (laughs) There it is. Thanks for sticking with us. Thanks to my partner and Pod Palmer for co-captaining this ship. Thanks to Moto for our rock and theme music. Thanks to you for listening or watching or both. Please subscribe, rate, and review the show on whatever platform you listen and share it with anyone you think might enjoy it. You can email us by writing to lwsdpod at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at lwsdpod. Remember to check out the Long Walk Short Drink podcast mix album soundtrack, the Long Walk Short Drink t-shirts at Public, the 10th anniversary edition of Impossible Skies from Cavacate Graham's Possible Bird Project, and Moto's full Red Eye Highway session fascist puppeteer ep we're going to go out on that lead track always above so a reminder to listen for those shawshank redemption references and you can even check out those um 1992 uh early offerings from yours truly you can find the links for all of those things passwords to those top secret videos in the show notes here but until next time that is all for now cheers love walkers